Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Paperweight Entertainment Podcast, your home for all things Marvel, DC, Star Wars, and so much more. Join Derek, Trent, and Ian as they tell tales to astonish along this journey into mystery. So grab some snacks and settle in because Paperweight Entertainment starts now. Hey everybody, welcome to the Paperweight Entertainment Podcast. I'm your host, Derek Hoskins. We have a great show tonight. Hopefully it won't be too overpacked, but I have a feeling that we're going to get into some pretty uh, pretty awesome things tonight. We are joined, of course, by Mr. Trent Persinger, as always. Trent, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm excited to uh, talk all things Marvel tonight. All things Marvel. It's going to be awesome. We're also joined by Ian Torrance. Hi, Ian. Hey, buddy. You ready to go? Oh, I'm let's do it. <laughs> All right. Like I, I said, it's going it's gonna be a special episode tonight because from the uh from the wonderful state of Oregon and the 15 minutes of Marvel podcast, we have Mr. Ethan Simi with us tonight. Ethan, how you doing? Welcome. I am doing well. Thanks for having me on the uh, on the show, guys. I'm hyped to talk a bunch of Marvel. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. I I cannot wait to get into it. We haven't got to have just a full Marvel show in a uh, in a little while. Since nice. probably one of our one of our first shows, in all honesty, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we always get to dive into random things. Um, so to start off, we're just going to kind of kind of get to know Ethan here. Wanted to uh, wanted to ask you how you first got into Marvel and like mm-hmm. where your love for the MCU comes because you know you do your your podcast, Fifteen Minutes of Marvel, which is a great podcast. We'll link to it in the show notes. Um, so what what kind of got you. you going on 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 all this Marvel train? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's tough. Like, I feel like I have a very unique Marvel background. You know, there's a lot of basically anybody who reads comic books is like, yeah, I read comic books as a kid or like I grew up with them with my my dad or like my grandpa or something like that. Um, I did not do comic books as a kid. Uh, I did not did not do Marvel until, um, gosh, probably like I, I, I hate to say it, but like Captain Marvel was like uh, one of the first Marvel movies that I saw in a theater where I was like, Oh, this is super sick. Like, this is very cool. Um, and you know, probably, probably a couple movies before that, but like, really it's the movies that got me into Marvel in the first place. And so like, congratulations, Disney and Marvel studios, you won. Cause like, I'm, <laughs> they I, always win. They always, they, yeah, they, they always win. And you know, they, they got me sucked in. So, you know, now I've started more so getting into comics and storylines and history of everything. And, um, and really into that, but like the MCU is is really like where my heart lies with everything that we see on screen is just like the best for me. Yeah. And, you know, it's not it's not an uncommon tale. I've heard quite a few people that have gotten into the comics because of the MCU, because I think that what they've done so well is it's kind of leading you into the comics. They, they pick and choose things, you know, storylines that have been popular and it gets people that have been reading comics for a long time to kind of to kind of push their merchandise, you know, kind of get them get mm-hmm. people leading into it. So actually, I, I hear quite a few people that that didn't read the comics growing up. I didn't read a lot of comics growing up myself either. I, I didn't start really reading comics until right after high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and thankfully, my favorite character ever since I was a little kid was Iron Man. So the MCU is just perfect for me so uh so yeah but there you know there is a the vast i think probably majority of people that are into the mcu now got started with the mcu because i don't think there's many uh as many people that grow up on comic books any more than they used to yeah for Uh, sure i i mean i I remember going to see captain america civil war in the theater and 
literally having no knowledge of what was going on. I was just mm-hmm. like, I was like, cool, this is a movie playing in the movie theater. And like now looking back, I'm like, oh boy, that's that's rough. Like I, I wish I would have been able to experience that the way that it was designed to be and the event that it was mm-hmm. supposed to be. Um, but you know, I'm here now. I'm, I'm part of this. I'm very well, excited. I wanted to jump in real quick and ask you, you said you yeah. started around Captain Marvel, maybe mm-hmm. with, maybe a little before. So I'm assuming you've gone back and obviously watched all of them since. What was that like to dive back into the, because Captain Marvel was one of the, you know, the more recent ones they've done, obviously. So you had a lot of movies to go back and, and catch up on. So what was that whole yeah. like experience like watching those all through? Yeah, totally. Like really, um, I mean, so like Infinity War came out a year before Captain Marvel, right? And that was like the first big event uh, Marvel movie that I that I got to see. And and so pretty much anything before that, I had to go back like anything. I mean, you're talking like the Winter Soldier. People like praise that. And I had no clue what was going on. And so going back and watching that, it's it's really a tough thing because um I feel like the phases are built out very particularly where you get your origin stories and then kind of have your team up and then you have your big epic adventures. And so like starting with epic adventures and then going back and being like, Hey, here's Iron Man two and Mickey Rourke is whiplash. And I'm like, wait a second. Like this isn't, this isn't MCU. This is weird. Like this is something different. Um, so like that was kind of hard going all the way back to like what it was because I didn't start with what it was. I started with like Mm -hmm. the big guns. Um, but you know, like it was kind of nice being able to kind of like take things at my own pace and, and not be part of the hype or part of the culture that surrounded it. Like I just got to enjoy it purely based on whether I enjoyed it or not. Like guardians, I had no knowledge of like, Oh, these are random people that I can't believe see all the big screen. I was just like, yo, they're in Marvel. Like they're equal to everybody else. Right. Um, so like, yeah, I got to form a lot of individualistic opinions. It was pretty rad. That's awesome. Um, yeah. <clears throat> excuse me. Sorry. Uh, I was going to ask about now that you're all caught up, you know, after, after Captain Marvel and mm-hmm. uh, you're all caught up now, do you enjoy the, the, the waiting for the new movies? Or did you like better just being able to go back and binge what you liked? Which which is the yeah. better experience? Because like for us, you know, we I started on Iron Man, you yeah. know, that first movie in, in theater. So I've had that tension and that hype for each movie going forward. So mm-hmm. which is which is which is the more the more entertaining in your point of view? Look, I mean, you know, I I much like yourselves, I'm the host of a podcast. I like to be part of the culture. I like to right. be part of that part of the hype and part of the part of that culture is the waiting game. And I think that's what's so much fun for me and it and it always has been like i'll take it outside of marvel for a second i watched breaking bad from season two when mm-hmm. it was on television and going through the season five and the final season of breaking bad live no experience like it will ever compare that that is like the peak of of television hype so when you talk about now that we're watching loki and, and we just watched episode two today and now we get a week to like stew on it until we get episode three that's I, like i live for that that's so much fun and so waiting for Endgame, particularly like that's the one of the biggest if not the biggest movie event i've ever gone to i've ever been a part of so i mean i remember you know you get that first trailer and you're like this is gonna blow my mind and i have to wait three more months <laughs> like yeah. that that's just crazy and i i love that so much more than being like all right cool like you know i watched thor tonight i'm gonna watch uh captain america tomorrow night like that just doesn't have the same energy to me you know right yeah, yeah, I agree with you. And I think that that's the smartest thing that uh, Disney Plus has done of bringing back the week to week content. 
Because I love Netflix. I love being able to binge a show, but there's something about having to sit and think and ponder and speculate wildly about what's going to come next. And I, I absolutely love it. I love I love the the week to week content. So I, I got to agree with you. Yeah. Um, Ian, I know that uh, you're our resident DC guy, but I'm, I'm interested. To, we haven't really talked about this. What what brought you into enjoying Marvel since you're you're more of a Batman guy than anything else? Uh, it was actually you at gunpoint. I remember this very <laughs> distinctly. You came to Had me to and said, love it, love it now, or I'll kill you. And um, yeah, that's it. So thanks for asking. Trent, um, how are you? <laughs> oh, for me, it started in, I want to say, 92, the original X-Men series, the cartoon. Oh, yeah. Nice. Uh, so I was, mad. I was about six years old. Uh, I was born in 86, six years. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure it was 92. So <laughs> we didn't so pay the I math remember, budget like, this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not, I, I never know what I do with this show, but I know I'm not the math guy. So, okay. So when I was growing up, X Men cartoon was, was it for me. And then they had like um, Derek. I, I think you and I have discussed this before. I don't know if the other two are going to remember this. So forgive me if you don't know what the hell I'm talking about, but there were these, these large action figures you can get of, of from the X-Men card. Not that large, much larger, yep. but you couldn't see. Uh, and they had these little things in the center of their chest and these little discs went in. You would oh yeah. The projectors, man. It, and it would the project onto the wall and you would like click it and it would like click different, like, like scenes but it was like this laser light thing i don't know if you guys ever saw those but like that's cool my bro- my, the, my brother the fact that you're up- bringing up that they may not know what this is makes me feel much older than you can imagine <laughs> i know and i was i was trying i was like <laughs> i was sorry. like hopefully they hopefully they chime in and be like oh, i remember those like totally no, no, yeah <laughs> but <laughs> trent hasn't said a fucking word he's just like <laughs> i i honestly don't remember i mean i'm not i'm only what a couple years younger than you but yeah, i really you're not, don't remember you're not that much figures. younger than me but um there were those and uh there was there were many many more there were there were so many more and i i, I tried to collect all of them and they you guys will remember this at least they would have the the character and they would come with like a comic behind it there uh, hmm. with the, with the action figures so that was like how I started getting into comics was like getting them that way because as Derek uh, said, well, this is kind of like off camera, but we grew up in a small town. There wasn't any comic book shops growing up. You had to basically go to Walmart, Dollar General, and just hope and pray that they just happened to get some in. Um, and you're talking like maybe what Derek a few times a year, if even that many. When yeah, I, I had to. Here. I had to do a subscription through Marvel. Right, itself, like Marvel.com. And they used to, to have, yeah, and then they would have this little thing you would tear out of a book and you would you would fill it out and put it in and there was your, that's how you uh, paid for your subscription for the year. Um, so that was kind of rough growing up doing that. And then when I was old enough and like they started to become like a bigger thing and we got a shop in town, we would go there, grab as many as possible. I'd order some off Amazon. As Derek said, I'm a huge DC, a huge Batman fan. So I read the read the shit out of those. And, Get him, Ethan. He's a Batman guy. Kind of. We're talking kinda, Marvel today. I'm sorry. Hey, man. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. No, there's no contest, but you bring up your Batman guy, and I don't know where you all stand on this, but I, you know, I don't require an answer. But does does Batman do it, Ian? Is does Batman do it? Are you aware of the the current social media? <laughs> the topic. I mean, uh, I mean <laughs> pandemonium. Yeah, going on? So I've been sending memes back and forth. To them all week about it. <laughs> 
Uh, I just want to know what a true DC guy like, is going to tell me. I mean, I feel like normally <laughs> in his situation, I'd say no, because he's always dark and brooding. But sure. the whole like storyline that the Batman's got going on with Catwoman right now, like, yeah, of course he doesn't. <laughs> I'll, course, tell does. I'll tell you who does. I'll tell you who does. Nightwing does. That's why we need a Nightwing movie. Bam, right there. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Yes, I feel like Batman probably does way worse, honestly, if you want to let your imagination run wild. Well, here's the thing. Like, I, I don't want to get started on this tangent, but like, I feel like we already did. No, hold on. So this is going to be quick. This is going to be quick. This show. Gonna be quick. This gonna right. be quick. <laughs> so I don't understand. Like, we can't do, like, DC won't let them do that, but you guys have seen the killing joke. I mean, right. Yeah. The so, animated like, one. Yeah. Yeah. So, it. so it's like, okay, so that's acceptable which is 10 times weirder to me, but that's not okay. So yeah. Oh God. <laughs> Good Let's ha- can we have an old episode on that? Uh, <laughs> yeah. One, d- one day. For the next hour. Yeah. yeah. Let's we'll, we'll jump on that. We'll, we'll film that. And then Derek, you can just build that as a whole new episode. <laughs> um, where was I going with this originally? Um, I like the action figures in the cartoons. Yeah. That's where I got nice. started. And then Spider-Man, the animated series come out in like 94. So, yeah. Oh yeah. I started collecting all that. So that's, that's where, that's where my, um, my love comes from. And obviously cool. not Marvel related, but Batman the animated series and that started me on the whole comic book phase and that's what jumped me back and forth between Marvel and DC. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people at least Ian and I's age are a, a lot of our love for for comic books came from those cartoons of the 90s like you said the the okay. Spider-Man and X-Men cartoons, but the Iron Man cartoon ran for two seasons and mm-hmm. that was where I fell in love with Iron Man. See, I, so, love, I love that too. That the Hulk cartoon. I mean, all those in the nineties, like growing up. Yeah, and uh, I feel like I feel like there's a whole generation of comic book loving kids that grew up on those cartoons. I know Trent, you watched some of them when you were younger, right? X Men and Spider Man, same dealio. Yep, those were my two. I mean, honestly, I'm a Ninja Turtle guy, but like as far as Marvel goes, those were the big cartoons for me and what got me into Marvel. And then I think based on that, I had like I don't know if you guys remember, there was like an old. Uh, an ultimate x-men and an ultimate spider-man like oh yeah, yeah. Book. Oh, yeah. and i had both of those and i probably hopefully still have them somewhere um and so it's of course it's just like an encyclopedia of, of those things and so i like would pour over those books and learn everything about x-men and spider-man and then you know i'd start picking up random comic books along the way and and yeah so i'm in the same boat as as these as these guys so nice well uh speaking of spider-man we're going to go ahead and to use trent's word of the week segue into Segway. some uh, into some news and rumors. We've got a couple were, of things to talk about. You're proud of that word in that All email. about that <laughs> segue. That was a that was a well segued uh, show note list. If I do say so myself. Yeah, well done, well done. But yeah, Very so we're nice. gonna, uh, let's let's get into some of these uh, the topics we want to talk about this week. Uh, you know, Spider Man No Way Home has been the victim of rampant speculation since the minute that it was <laughs> <laughs> since the minute that it was announced and they just keep hype or heaping more things on here uh you know we just last week got this uh this logo reveal and it wasn't even really a reveal but this this logo that popped up online for just like a couple of minutes and then it got taken down but it was it was the spider-man no way home logo if you guys haven't seen it and right at the end of this little little like 10 second clip, five, I don't even remember how long it was, I mean, five second clip, it glitched in almost the exact same way with this very similar sound as the uh, the Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse uh, animated movie, which of course got people talking like crazy because also, and we'll kind of roll these two into one, the, uh, the and I've just lost, lost my place here, I apologize. <laughs> 
the uh, see what the, I mean? The, no, 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 no. My uh, my my computer jumped the the thing I got on here. Um, the Sony Boss is what it says here, and I can't remember. Uh, uh, Sanford uh, Panic Panic. His name's I'm, not important. It's not important. It doesn't matter. <laughs> anyway, it's Sony. He was. <laughs> it's Sony. Brutal. The, the Sony executive was talking about how there's a plan. His quote was, "There's actually a plan." I think now maybe it's getting a little more clear for people where we're headed. And I think when No Way Home comes out, even more will be revealed. And so they're talking about how Sony has been hinting that they're going to have a way to pull Spider-Man back over into this Spider-Verse that they're doing. Um, And so it's just, there's been a lot of speculation, not only with how No Way Home is going to bring in other Spider-Man and other characters, but how it may be Sony's way of segueing spider-man back into their soul control and possibly out of the mcu so ethan again as the guest i want to uh throw it over to you first did you get to see the 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 glitch that people were talking about and what do you think about the possibility that sony and disney may let this deal go and that spider-man might end up back over at sony for 100 i mean he's already there now but like out of the mcu yeah, like it's well, it's a lot of pressure giving the the first opinion here because I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to go against the vibe, you know, the vibe of the show. If uh, if anybody disagrees, but like, look, I saw the glitch. I talked about it a little bit on my show for about you know ninety seconds, all right. that I ha- all the time that I had for for the fifteen minutes, uh, in conjunction with Loki. But I saw the glitch. Obviously, I I think it's it's multiverse situation. I think that's where we're headed. Um, I did a little bit more reading research and I guess a lot of times when they're first testing out international titles, they're put, they'll put out like a a little title card like this. Um, now, like, I don't know, that's super up in the air. Like Sony, why, why would you put out a title card with a glitch in it? Why wouldn't you just put out a straight flat title card? Like that's pretty, seems pretty simple to me. (laughs) Um, so you've got that going on for you. Uh, but then also like, you know, this movie, like you said, is just, is a victim of rampant rumors and speculation. And I, I guess I'm here for it. Like, I guess I'm right. here for it because <laughs> like, let's go. Cause we've already speculated so much about it and we've got six months until the movie comes out. <laughs> um, it's just, it's, it's just, I don't know. It just is what it is. I think it's multiverse. And if Sony were to take away Spider-Man from the MCU, I, I don't know. I would be an extremely sad and depressed person i know that they back i don't know how long ago now but they essentially basically said like spider-man's out of the out of the mcu and like Mm -hmm. he's under sony control until they reached a new contract a few weeks later um Mm -hmm. i i mean i specifically remember thinking like this this is terrible this is (laughs) absolutely terrible because as the mcu how do you move forward with your grand plan if if spider-man's a large part of creating this massive multiverse um and then my last thought is like sony it, that's it's all bullshit. They don't have a plan. They right. Sony doesn't know what's going on. They <laughs> look. I don't know what this guy's talking about in terms of it's all becoming clear. Like nothing is clear. Nobody has <laughs> any idea what's happening, and, and we've got no hints. We've got no anything to anything regarding Mar- like Spider-Man's involvement in the MCU. Like Morbius comes out in like six months as well, and we have no idea. We see Vulture in the trailer. Right. But we have no clue if it's MCU or not. Like this, it's just way more confusing than it ever has been. Well, and then That's we have like th- it wasn't part of the thing we were going to talk about, but just yesterday, Tyrese Gibson comes out and says, oh. "Oh yeah, it's part of the MCU," and then immediately Sony debunks it. It's like <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Don't make Tyrese. <laughs> it's insanity. Yeah, so, yeah, it, it's it's you're difficult. 
his Trin- vibe fits perfectly in the show as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, with the Sony comment. At least with me. I agree with the Sony bashing. Trent's been bashing Sony I was, every yeah, I, was gonna, I was just about to say, <laughs> Trent, does this make you happy? Are you salivating over there that somebody nice. else is talking about Sony not being that, that well, great? I mean, like, is that making you... I, I do, yes. It makes me very happy, but it's got to be the I saw this little consensus. smirk on your face. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, I don't know. I, I agree with uh, with Ethan in that, like, I... I'm all about the hype and the 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 buildup, you know, because it's fun. It's fun to speculate. It's fun to see all these little tidbits that come out about the movie. But I just I'm worried that this poor movie is going to just buckle under yeah. the pressure of it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, there's yeah. no way, no matter what they do, and it could be a great movie, but there's so much hype and pressure on it right now. I just feel like there's no way it could possibly. And I'm not saying it's going to be bad. I'm just you know the pressure can ruin things sometimes. It's, so if it's, it's in no way, shape, or form exactly what we think it is, people are just going <laughs> to hate it because like, yeah. that's not what we thought. Well, exactly. I mean, look at, what happened to, look at what happened with WandaVision, with the season finale. I thought the season finale of WandaVision yeah. was a lot of fun. I enjoyed mm-hmm. it, but there were a lot of people angry that their that their fan theories didn't come true, that yeah. they, they got in not this mindset. Close. And I think that I think that Spider-Man, that this No Way Home has got a lot more riding on it because they've been talking about it so much. And yeah. it's been hyped up so much. And then you've got a company like Sony that doesn't know which way it wants to go. And that'll always kind of throw out plans and ideas and, and with no regard to what it's going to do with the MCU, because that's not their company. They don't care. You know, they, they yeah. put Vulture in the new trailer for Morbius or in the trailer for Morbius, knowing that that's going to just confuse people. So I don't know. I think that I think Trent's right that this is this movie is going to have a serious uphill battle yeah. when it comes I- out. I think it's a little unfair too, because like Marvel Studios and, and Kevin Feige and, and team, they have no part in in this rumor mill. They have mm-hmm, no part in right. like this spectrum. Like it literally was just created by fans. Like as soon as people are like somebody, somebody out there put on the world and the Twitterverse picked it up of like Spider Man three. Why don't we just throw all the Spider Man in there? People are like, oh my god, it has to happen. <laughs> and right. if it doesn't happen, like this movie sucks. And like that was never a thing. That was. No, at no part in the MCU, if you take the MCU exactly for what it is, I mean, uh, prior to WandaVision and Loki mm-hmm. and these new multiverse focused shows coming out, at no point in time does Far From Home tell us, yes, we are getting a multiverse Spider-Man movie next. Right. Because like, there's the only no reason we should believe that. The only introduction to a multiverse in the Spider-Man movies was a lie. It was just Mysterio. Exactly. Just talking just. Just talking crap, talking crap, just making <laughs> yeah. something up. Classic so, yeah. Mysterio. Yeah, yeah. Good old, man, I love Mysterio. <laughs> love Mysterio. Love Mysterio. But yeah, I, <clears throat> excuse me, I, I do feel bad for for everybody involved with Spider Man, and mm-hmm. uh, I, I I really really hope for Sony's sake that they don't take Spider Man out of the MCU because they've proved multiple God. times that they don't know <laughs> what to do with that character. They don't. Oh boy. And even though I enjoyed Venom, and I'm looking forward to Venom too, I just don't trust them with a the universe. I don't at all. They've botched it a couple of times now. So I'm not, I, I feel really bad for everybody involved, especially Tom Holland. Cause he loves being in the MCU. That was one of the reasons, yeah, one so of the main hard. reasons why they've reached a new deal last time. But, uh, but all right, we're going to segue into our next topic. That was a really poor segue. Sorry, Trent. All right. Another rumor. This came <laughs> out a couple of weeks so ago. You. <laughs> <laughs> this came out a couple of weeks ago and we didn't talk about it cause it was a rumor, but since we're doing a Marvel centric episode anyway, and we're talking rumors anyway, we may be getting Namor the Submariner coming to Black Panther Wakanda forever. And the, uh, according to Illumin, Illuminerdy, which take it with a grain of salt, and I'm going to butcher this man's name, 
Tanosh, Tanash, Tanak. I don't know. Huerta. I got I got Huerta. Uh, <laughs> according to this rumor, this actor, uh, he's a Mexican actor. He's been in things like Narcos and a bunch of things that I've uh, looks like uh, he'll be in the Forever Purge and something called Tigers. Not Tigers are not afraid, which sounds interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so there's a there's a rumor that he's going to be playing Namor in uh, in Black Panther. We've gotten a couple of hints that they are going to be working towards Namor. Um, I believe they got the rights back from Universal a couple of years ago. So, hooray! We'll see. I have I have no idea about this actor. If it's true, I'll be excited because I think Namor could be a really fun character, especially considering the fact that Zack Snyder modeled his Aquaman completely off this Savage Submariner from the from the 80s and 90s so ethan i'm going to give you a break and i'm going to go over to ian and see what uh, what do you have to say about this ian do you care about the submariner and would you like to see him in wakanda forever well the things you could have brought me into you like, sorry about the submariner <laughs> no i don't care <laughs> um Brass. well he's the I first think... mutant sir i want to give a shit I do. I just don't. don't. Really so, wait, do. wait, is it the character or is it the actor or is it a little of both? I, I have no idea. Who we know how Ian is. feels about. Mary. Well, I don't either. That's oh what my takes God. my. <laughs> I've never. Not, heard of not everybody either. knows that. First yeah, of I know. All. <laughs> um, what the hell were we talking about? Namor. Namor. Uh, so I, I don't have a problem with Namor. I mean, I've never met him. I wouldn't think I'd have a problem with him, but. He's um, kind of a douche. I, yeah, he's he, kind of a douche. Oh, so not a friend of yours. Okay, so <laughs> I, I have I've gathered that from some of the comics I've read growing up. There's a few Spider-Man comics that it was kind of a I didn't pick up a Namor comic by any means. He's just I don't know really anything about him except for like he's the Marvel Aquaman, and I don't even really know anything about Aquaman. Time so. out. Aquaman is DC's Namor. Namor okay. was around long Excuse before me. Aquaman. Okay, yeah. I understand what Get you're saying. Get it right, saying. DC listen, guy. Listen, <laughs> I understand what you're saying. You're you're not you're not understanding. I, no, I'm just I talking because I don't give a shit. <laughs> this is what I, bring me into a different subject. <laughs> All right, fine, Trent, go ahead. Uh, I mean, I think I give the appropriate amount of shit. You know, I'm not overly. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> well, like anytime you bring in a new character from the comics, especially a bigger, well, I, I guess Namor's kind of a bigger one. I mean, I wouldn't say he's like. Would you say a C list character, maybe? Yeah, that. He, he's important That's to the comics, he's but not important. to the readers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, anytime you bring in a new character like that, I think it's always exciting. But yeah, you know, this actor, I've never heard of him either. I've never watched Narcos. Heard it's good, um, but I've never watched it. So I know that um well I was gonna say Samar- <laughs> Samariner. Namor, I don't believe is Mexican in the comics, but I guess he's Atlantan or whatever. Atlantean, yeah. yeah so Atlantean. I guess he doesn't really have to have an ethnicity. I guess he can be whoever. Um. But yeah, I don't know if this glad rumor. He's, glad he's got your approval, Trent. If this rumor ends up being true, you know, uh, I think it'll make uh, the the uh, Black Panther sequel that much more interesting. I mean, obviously, it's going to have a lot of hype anyway, just because of the the tragic uh, Chadwick Boseman situation. But um, you mm-hmm. throw Namor in there, it's going to just add that much more intrigue, at least for me. So yeah, I think it could be cool. We'll see. All right, Ethan. I gave yeah. you. I gave you some time there. You got, <laughs> gave me time to think. Gave you some time to think. You got any thoughts on on Submariner? Uh, look, I'm impartial on the character. I don't really know much about him in terms of the MCU, though. Anything that's going to bring bring me a bigger world, I'm all for it. If we're going to introduce Atlantis, like that, that sounds awesome. I'm pro Eternals because we're going to start talking space and cel- celestials and and um, getting closer to kind of that like um, 
you know, mystical space realm. Um, so anything that that expands the MCU, absolutely, I'm here for. And and if that means bringing Namor in, um, I co-sign that. And especially, it sounds like a um, it just sounds like a more intriguing main villain to me in in Black Panther Wakanda Forever. I agree. It sounds like they have more between them um, than, than general villains have, you know, with the, with the heroes. So it sounds like it could be um, kind of a bigger storyline, which I think Black Panther did really well in the first one as well with Killmonger and um, ha- having that really undertone of, of, you know, what Killmonger says of, of um, kind of bury me in the sea, that mm-hmm. whole scene of, of dealing with um, ancestors. I, I think we can continue that through, the second uh, movie with, with a villain like this. So I'm pro let's do it. Yeah. I have one last thing I want to add. That was very well put Ethan. The one thing I wanted to add about this story before Derek moves on was that if this rumor ends up being true and that Namor ends up being in Wakanda forever, I just wanted to point out the masterclass of Marvel's seed planting, if you will, because if you all remember that line of dialogue in Endgame, where I believe it was, um, the character's name the door i think yeah she was talking about how there was like some sort of disturbance off of the the coast of africa or wakanda or whatever you know i can't remember Mm -hmm. the line exactly but anyway a lot of people at the time thought she was talking about you know atlantis and and some namor connections so you know it all it all tracks yeah the mcu is excellent at that i remember at the end of um iron man 2 where the little blip on the on the map in the center of africa everybody got all excited Mm -hmm. oh it's wakanda so, yeah, the MCU yeah. is good at laying those seats. All right, well, we'll move on. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the uh, Disney Plus area of the MCU, which uh, just we just found out, this wasn't on our notes, that the uh, the Disney Plus shows, all their original shows are going to be dropping on Wednesdays from now on, mm-hmm. which is a real bummer because <laughs> Wednesdays are super busy for me. I ne- <laughs> Like, they really, didn't really consult busy. with you, Derek. They didn't. Yeah, they didn't. Yeah, yeah. I'm really, I'm really pretty upset about it. <laughs> uh, I'm thinking about boycotting the MCU. No, don't do it. No, God, no. I would never do that. I can watch. I'll, I'll get up early <laughs> no, in the morning and if, watch it. If you church to, or MCU, you, church. Or MCU. <laughs> yeah, I'll watch it in the morning. You've you've said several times that Trent, Gary, and I just fine without you. So that's true. You don't need me. I've, <laughs> every time that you've done something without me, you've proven that I'm I'm irrelevant to this this podcast. I told but, you I don't know what I do here. I don't know. <laughs> well, what do you think about Disney Plus dropping all their original shows on Wednesday? And there's something. I love it because thank you for asking me first on something I care about. <laughs> so. I love it because it's it's the middle of the week and the way my work week goes. Like I, I work a weird schedule, so I never know when I'm off. Um, so it, I know I know the math adds up. It's still seven days either way, but I I still prefer Wednesdays because at least Fridays uh, uh, kind of wide open for for basically you know anything else like getting ready for the weekend and stuff like that. So I think Wednesdays are are, are better. Um, because those are kind of my chill days anyway. Not that anybody else is just getting fucking wild on Wednesdays. <laughs> Speak for yourself. Yeah, no, I don't well, know what you're yeah. talking about, Ian. <laughs> Excuse me, sorry. Ethan, do you like this this move to Wednesday? Uh, yeah, look, I I guess I'm pro. My show originally uh, was sl- you know slated as a Tuesday-Friday schedule, Fridays being for new episodes of whatever Disney Plus was putting out. Uh, so WandaVision, Falcon, Winter Soldier at the time. So I am now switching to a Wednesday, Friday schedule. So, you know, it's a little more work on my end, but uh, I'm okay with it. Honestly, I just see this as a massive, um, a massive like company and a views play. 
if you have, say you've got new episodes of Loki dropping on Fridays, if you've got movies like Cruella, if you've got movies like Black Widow, things coming out that require other people's time, they're not going to watch those things on a Wednesday. They're going to watch those things on a Friday because they're either paying for them or they're actually sitting in front of their TV for 90 minutes or two hours to watch them. So why not give them option, give people options and say, watch your MCU, watch your Bad Batch, watch your whatever on Wednesdays, and then just come back to Disney Plus on Fridays and spend even more time on our app, on our on our platform. Right. Um, that's that's 100% what the play is here. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no way mm-hmm. that they had enough data within two episodes, not even two episodes, like what one episode one of Loki that they yeah. like, Wednesdays are it, like this is magic. <laughs> like there's no way they had that data. Um, so th- this has been in the works for a while uh, is my guess. And and I'm pro because I'm just going to end up watching more stuff on Fridays. Yeah, I agree. It is definitely, a, it, and it's a very smart play business-wise because mm-hmm. that does, it frees up. Also, they've got movies coming. Theaters are opening more and more now. So you've got all that time. You know, they're, they're not going to coincide as much. Yep. So it is, as much as it bugs me just because it's inconvenient for my schedule, it really is a smart play. Trent, were you going to say something? No, I agree with everything. I was just picturing the one guy that like suggested changing it to Wednesdays, and then all the Loki data comes in. He's like, "I told you, I knew, yeah. <laughs> I knew, I told you." He's just like back and sure. Well, well, well. <laughs> but uh, but no, Ethan pointed out the movie thing. That makes a lot of sense. You know, now Fridays are open to go either watch movies on Disney Plus or just hit up the the cinema, which hopefully everyone starts doing again now that the theaters are opening up. So you know, it it works out. It's all good. I I think it's a good move. Yeah, I agree. All right. Well, continuing on with our uh, our Disney Plus train here, uh, Bob Chapek, the new CEO of Disney, uh, got a question at a Q&A event, and the, a fan was asking about the return of Robert Downey Jr. Uh, as Tony Stark. And um, so he was quoted as saying, tell your Marvel fan that we've got a series called Armor Wars coming up starring Don Cheadle as War Machine. I think that will probably scratch that it itch that our fans have for more Iron Man. I itched right as you said that. That was really now, that was good. Whoa. Now, as a <laughs> as a massive Iron Man fan, like I've said many times before. As in you're a large fan of Iron Man or you're both. just a giant statured man <laughs> who likes Iron Man? Both. <laughs> oh, okay. Either, uh, either or. Either or, yeah. Dual. But as a, you know, as a big Iron Man fan, I got excited about that. Of course, I was excited for Armor Wars anyway, but I'm surprised how many people took this comment as thinking that Robert Downey Jr. is coming back in Armor Wars. Hype train. It's fired up already. (laughs) Like, what did he say that made you think, made these people think that Robert Downey Jr. is coming back in this show? It's Armor Wars. It's about Brody, who's in a Iron Man suit. So that'll scratch your Iron Man itch, and he's going to find Stark Tech, which is also a connection to Tony Stark. Robert Downey Jr., if he comes back, I'll be very, very, very surprised. I don't see anything in this quote about that. Ethan, what about you? Do you think anything in this quote has anything to do with Robert Downey Jr. coming back? No, absolutely not. This is ridiculous. It's a, this. I, I, I'm the Marvel guy. I really enjoy Marvel. Look, Tony, Tony's storyline and story arc and everything involving Robert Downey Jr. and Tony was phenomenal for the last decade. Let's move on. Let's do it. He's he's had his time. He was part of the Infinity Saga. He has he has now moved on, and he is beyond the grave. He is a mentor, and that's wonderful. And that's exactly what he should be in the MCU. I don't understand why everybody's holding out hope that like we get RDJ back. Like, let's just not, I don't know. Maybe like, let's just move on to what Marvel's giving us. Hey, Derek, move on. Let it go. Hey, I I was one of the first ones that said that I I said from the very beginning that they're going to kill off Tony Stark. And I was, I was here for it. I was all for it. 
You I'm happy. I'm happy. Oh, what? You cried talking about it. I <laughs> did. I cried when it happened. I'll cry again tonight. Well, you don't watch it. Yeah. Well, you also <laughs> cried over your cup of coffee, too. You yeah. cried over everything. It was a really good cup of coffee. Shut up, Ian. So anyway. <laughs> but some, people, some people move on, but not us. Apparently. That's right. That, that's yeah. what everybody in that, that, in that well camp done. says. <laughs> well done. Well done. But yeah, I, I, I have to say, I wish that people would understand that it's okay for a story to move forward. We don't have to cling to it. Like Ethan said, we had 10 years. We had a full decade of excellent Iron Man stories. Let's let's uh, there are other characters in the MCU before before Iron Man in 2008. It was like me and three people in Oklahoma that knew who Iron Man was. Mm. We'll we'll survive without him. Again. <laughs> I have one. Can I just say one more thing as well? Like, so Falcon and Winter Soldier, that was Sam's story of becoming Cap, right? And like, right. And moving forward for that. Yes, Steve Rogers had a legacy, but I didn't really feel like the conversation around that was like, when is Steve Rogers making an appearance? Right. Even though there were some like speculation, I think people understood like, no, this is about Sam Wilson becoming Falcon. You've got to feel for like for Don Cheadle as, as um, war machine, like this is his show. And people are like, no, we just want Robert Downey. Jr. Right. Like that, that's gotta be so crummy for that guy. Come on. Especially considering the Poor fact Don. that he's been around for yeah. 11 years now, 2010 Iron Man two, he's so been long. this character and he finally uh. gets his shot to shine without being in Tony's shadow. And all anybody's talking <laughs> about is Robert Downey. Jr. Tony shadow too big. It is. It's a big shadow. It is a big shadow. All right. Anybody else have any comments on that before we move to our next Trent? Trent, you got anything to say? Any snide no. remarks like Ian did about my? <laughs> no, I my mean emotions. Iron Man. Iron Man's presence still is and will continue to be felt without him physically being there. So I, I mean, he was all over, far from home. He, you know, his presence will be felt. Even dead, I'm the hero. And yeah, and yeah, <laughs> Armor Wars, the uh, Iron Heart shows. So his, you know, he's he's going to be all over the MCU moving forward in, in just a different way. So people just need to. Get used to that. I will backpedal on one thing. I, I can see them bringing him in for a cameo in Ironheart just because of the co- the comic book connection for that. Totally. I don't I don't know that they would, but for anybody that's never read Ironheart, not sure about that character, uh she builds her own Iron Man suit and Tony's an AI version of Tony's personality is the AI for her suit for a while. Really yeah, great. Great comic run by great the way. comic Super run. Super awesome. Yeah, uh, excellent. It ended way too soon. They don't know what to do with that character. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's a great character. Check it out. But we'll move on. Uh, Let me see. She-Hulk. We got some more casting possibilities here for She-Hulk. Somebody help me with this name. Jamila Jamil. Is that correct? I think you got it. All right. Sounds right. Uh, She will be reportedly reportedly be playing longtime She-Hulk villain Titania. Um, Just wanted to bring that out there to let everybody know that they're still casting for She-Hulk. I, I don't know about this character. Are you telling this stuff to give us hope <laughs> so we can just so somebody I was given, I was just throwing it out there, hoping that somebody might know a little more about this character and be a little more interested in it. I can't, I'm excited for the she Hulk show just cause you know, it's Marvel. There are good actors in it. It's going to be fun, but I, I, I can't get really hyped for this show yet. I don't know what it is. So yeah. just to, just to report the news, we've got <laughs> another villain here coming into it. Tim Roth doesn't do it for you. You weren't like, oh, Tim Roth is back. I'm so hyped. I'm excited about Abomination. Now, if Tim Roth was actually back in it physically, I'd be more excited. Sure. So, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I have no doubt that it's going to be great. I do like She-Hulk as a character. She's Mm -hmm. just, this show isn't the one that I'm really, really looking forward to. Excuse me. Somebody, somebody. Sorry, I I moved away. I agree with everything. There you go, Ian. Good job. (laughs) 
Good job. All right. Uh, let me see. Moving on from that again, another She-Hulk rumor. If anybody wants to comment on it, uh, Hulk son, Sakar, maybe show or Scar, not Sakar. Sakar is the planet they were on. <laughs> Scar, Scar maybe showing up in the show. Um, cool. Once again, hopefully, I want to see a bunch of different Hulks in this show. Yeah, I I think um, I'm like you. It's it's Marvel. I'm definitely going to be there for it day one. She Hulk is not a character that like moves the needle for me a ton. Um, you know, I, I'm excited with all of these other kind of Hulk characters coming into the show, like Abomination and Scar, and we even talked about Hulk himself being in it. So even though you know I'm excited for all that, and I think it's a good way for Marvel to kind of do their Hulk property without doing another movie, since mm-hmm. they seem like they're not going to do that. Um, I hope it doesn't overshadow poor She-Hulk, even though I would love it just to be a full-on Hulk show at the same time, or Hulk family or whatever, you know. So. Yeah, that's why I really don't think we're going to see Mark Ruffalo in the show very often. I think maybe a couple episodes here and there, because I, I think just having Hulk in the show will overshadow She-Hulk. I'd love to see like some Red Hulk action. That's the Red next Hulk? shoe to drop, hopefully. I mean, he's, you know, they need to bring him into the MCU finally. So Might as well. Not- and Throw William Hurt has there. been in been in several movies since the Incredible Hulk. So, and William Hurt is awesome. He All is. right. Well, we will. Uh, we're going to move on once again. Segwaying. Terrible. At you segway. know, you kill the charm when you mention it's a segue every time. It's more <laughs> no, natural. No, 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 just... Let me tell you. Let me tell you. <laughs> we're going to segue every time <laughs> because you love that word, Trent. All right. We are going to go into and uh, in our thoughts of this episode of Loki. Ethan, did you get a chance to watch Loki today? Oh, of course I did. You know, okay. as soon as I woke up, I was like, oh, it's Loki Day. Loki yes. Wednesday. Loki Day. All right. So uh, we will go into spoilers here. So if you guys have not uh, seen Loki, please pause this now. Go watch it. Why haven't you seen Loki yet? By the time this comes out, you should have watched it by now. But if you haven't, pause it. Go watch it. Come back and pick it back up. And uh, spoilers in three, two, one. Lady Loki. I'm going to throw it out. Just start it out with Lady Loki. I'm very okay. excited that they uh, that they did that. I know that the internet went wild about the idea that Loki is gender fluid, even though he always has been, forever, been. But okay. since <laughs> since North since Norse mythology, well before the the, the comics, he, he sure. changes into all kinds of things. But I, I'm really excited that they they didn't hold off on it and they they introduced her in the second episode, so we can really build out the rest of the season season with her. Thought this was an excellent episode. Um, mm-hmm. Everything with Owen Wilson and Tom Hiddleston, I can watch those two be buddy cops forever and always Agreed. i want more and more of this show 100 agree more and more of this show i i really loved it uh we can just get into it quick ethan what were your uh, thoughts on this episode man obviously better than the first the uh which is generally the case you know with any any tv show property not just mcu but um you know the first episode we got to lay a lot of groundwork and a lot of a lot of um you know brick and now the second episode i think it's awesome we get more action we get time travel um we get a lot more organic interactions between Owen Wilson and Tom Hiddleston. Mm-hmm. They have existential conversations like three times in this. Episode. I love right. that scene. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm so here for it. Like, that's so fantastic. I didn't know that Owen Wilson was going to send me into like an existential crisis about <laughs> existing, right. you know, this morning at like seven 30 in the morning. Like I didn't know that that was coming. Um, and then, yeah, I- I'm with you. I think it's fantastic. Let's give a big reveal in episode two and, get things like really moving along here. I am. I, I would say my one worry so far is that we're only slated for six episodes. That right. just makes me nervous in general. It, it did before the show even came out. It's just not a lot of time to, to yeah. cover what we have done so far. The, the final scene that we see the multiverse is here. Like th- this is a hundred percent official. 
we've got the most, the sacred timeline has been bombed. So I think it's amazing. I think it's going to be an awesome segue into other things. And um, yeah, you know, I think, I think it's good. Now your, your lady Loki point, I've, I've heard it's not lady Loki. Have you heard this? I have heard that that as well. I like that. So so I I like that theory that it's enchantress instead of lady Loki. I'm totally game with either one. Um, But I do think that now that we have the multiverse branching off, maybe episodes four or five is when we kind of get more reveals all packed into one. Maybe we get lady Loki, kid Loki all together. Right. Instead of like these spaced out reveals. I think that would be cool. Great episode though. Yeah. You brought up kid Loki. I'll be really surprised if we don't get kid Loki at some point, because I don't care what Kevin Feige says. I don't care what they're saying. (laughs) They have not been just randomly dropping every member of the Young Avengers into these shows and movies over the last year. It's not random. It's built on purpose. So if we don't at least see Kid Loki, I'll be really, really surprised. May not be a main character. You may not see him for a long time. But yeah, I'll be really surprised if we don't see him by the end of the season. Yeah. Trent, do you have something there? I was going to let Ian jump in if he wanted, but um, he looks like he's pondering. So go for it, Ian. (laughs) I'm going to dive on in here and say that I absolutely adored this episode. RIP to Owen Wilson's salad, by the way. Yeah, I know. It's poor salad. (laughs) All he wanted to do was sit down, think, and eat. But no, Loki couldn't let that happen. But no, it was excellent. Um, I agree with what Ethan was saying. Like, I'm not saying the first episode was bad by any means. If you listen to our first review, we love the first episode. But this one is just, it's better because it's just offering more and more each week. Um, So without the horror aspects of it, honestly, it gives me kind of like a Stranger Things tone, just like the dark kind of tone ending. Well, that that and just like just the overall, like, like I said, everything is just so dark in the episode. There's no like bright colors and bright scenery. It's just, you know, it's not that there isn't color out there, but it's just darkly shot and i love that i love that about it i love the tone but there's still like witty witty banter going on and you know that i love me some good witty banter as much as uh trent loves the word segue so <laughs> not possible yeah not well possible. not possible Can't so happen. uh i did kind of think it was like not to like dump on it but like i did think it was kind of weird that they're just like yeah so the variant that we're hunting is you mm-hmm. um we don't know We've never seen uh, its face. We didn't know it was a woman. We've never heard it speak. We never know what it is, but we know it's you. So I thought that was kind <laughs> yeah, of funny. A, yeah. <laughs> like, how do you know it's a Loki? Yeah. We nah. just know. <laughs> we just know. It's just, just, an, it's just, an just a thing. Yeah, it's just an angling. So I did think that part was kind of weird, but as far as like, should they explain that better? Yeah. Do I care? No, because they're doing great on everything else with it. So fuck it. Who cares? Let's, mm-hmm. you know, give, give, give me more. It's like that. Uh, it's like that Futurama meme. It's just like shut up and take my money. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You know. <clears throat> excuse me. Before I go over to Trent, Ethan, you brought up the existential conversations that they had, yeah. and I thought it was funny. You know, last week on our on our discussion on Loki, I brought up these heady thoughts of the difference between uh, predestination and foreknowledge, and they kind of they went into that, and I was really surprised by that. That they in the second episode they kind of. Loki poked at Mobius about that. Of, we of, were just of, talking. I forgot you brought yeah. that up. Yeah, and, and he was he was kind of poking at him. Okay, so there's just no free will yeah. at all. Just everything is going to happen this way. So I, I thought I that, think... yeah, I was really surprised and happy that they they got into it because it, it does bring up that topic. Yeah, I think, it's, I think it's interesting, but I think it's properly placed because if you look at 
WandaVision, we dealt with grief and, and depression. And mm-hmm. if you look at Falcon and Winter Soldier, we dealt with race and right. um, really what that had to do with in, in the lives of superheroes. And now we're dealing with with like what is like life? What is free will? What is any of this even mean? Um, and and it plays so well with that scene in episode one with the Infinity Stones being in the box of, or in yeah. the drawer. Like, what is what is all this for? Like, what does all of the, any of this mean anyway? Um, I do think, I think my, my last thought on the episode is that I think Mobius carried this episode. I think Owen Wilson, yeah. without his ability to act the way that he does, um, I don't think this episode is nearly as good as it is. Yeah, the MCU, we're, we're so lucky to have have Owen Wilson. I'm so happy that he's in here. But uh, Trent, go ahead, buddy. Yeah, I agree with a lot of what you all said so far. That that conversation with uh, Mobius and Loki, the whole existential conversation, was one of my favorite parts of the episode. Just so well done. Um, I just picture Ian pausing it at the end, or Ethan pausing it at the end, just going, "Wow, hundred percent, really makes sense." But yeah, I, lo- I love the uh, the the heavy stuff that this show was brought in in the first two episodes. I mean. Um, and I think, I mean, it, it would hit a normal person in, in a way where you're like, oh yeah, these are good topics. But I feel like for a character like Loki, it's just like 10 times the impact because, you know, he yeah. thinks he's here for this glorious purpose. And then he finds out in episode one, it's like, no, you're just kind of a side character. You're meant to be like a stepping stone for other people's stories. And so I think it's just hitting him really hard, or at least it did in the first episode. Um, and he, I think is going to be coming to grips with that throughout the season, I'm sure. But, um, so I love all that part of it. Um, I love, like Derek said, I love that they went ahead and revealed Lady Loki because I don't think any of us were really surprised by it. I know they're trying to hide it and make it kind of a big twist, but, you know, internet theories do kind of ruin that sometimes. So I think we all kind of expected it to be Lady Loki. So I'm glad they didn't drag that out longer than necessary. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see if they bring in Kid Loki or what other versions of Loki. The time travel was all great. I just, I love this show so far. I know it's only two episodes, but it is so good and potential to be my favorite of the uh, MCU shows so far. And I love the other two a lot as well, but this show is just so good so far. Yeah, it's been excellent. I, I do want to ask one question before we move off of Loki. Uh, in, in, in one version of the comic books, I don't know if it's every version, because I don't know a lot about the TVA and the timekeepers. They are comic book you know, entity. You reminded me of something, but go ahead. But I was going to ask in one version of the comic in, in the story, the timekeepers are not this benevolent force. You know, they're actually beings that have seen the end of time and they're actually the sacred timeline is just the timeline that they're, they're forging so that their existence doesn't end. So I'm curious, do you guys think as we go through the show, we're going to see that the time keepers are not this, all-knowing force of good like the tva is trying to trying to make them out to be anybody yeah absolutely oh yeah 100 like there's no way that they can I, I don't know it just doesn't seem to fit the mcu formula of like we you know everything goes perfectly everything goes the way that we that we want it to go or think that it's gonna go it it's gonna have its wrinkles i think that it's a I think that the timekeepers obviously got a lot of talk in episode two. I don't know if that's like an episode six play where we finally get to see the timekeepers or I don't know if this is going towards King the Conqueror or, or what could even possibly happen. But yeah, I love the fact that we are talking about the timekeepers and we haven't seen them and we don't know them. And only one person has ever seen them. Like, I think that is benevolent enough to know, like they're just above all. I Mm -hmm. think that's cool. Well, I have, I want to take that and, and 
take it further because before we switch off of Loki, because I wanted to talk about theories and, and speculations. And I wanted to throw to you all to see if y'all had any, because I had one related to the timekeepers uh, and it's not necessarily an original thought. It's kind of a bunch of stuff I've read combined with my own thoughts. But um, so obviously there's a, there's a big theory out there that the timekeepers aren't even real, which I'm a hundred percent on. I don't think they're real. I think they're building them up to be these mystical beings. And it's just, I think it's going to be a big lie. I think so I don't know if you all have noticed this, and I noticed it especially in this episode, that middle timekeeper of the three, and I said this in our review episode last week, how I thought or that there was that rumor out there that that was Kang because he looks kind of like Kang. And if you know the actor who has been cast to play Kang, the, the version of him in the little animation with Miss Minutes looked exactly like the actor. So I'm 100%. I was then. I'm even more so now on that rumor train about Kang being the middle one because there were many times throughout both the show and the end credits where they really put a focus on that middle guy so do you think that um and go ahead Ian no sorry I didn't mean to cut anybody off um do you think that uh but shut up Trent did you think that (laughs) did you think that by your theory that you just said that uh the woman that uh Owen Wilson keeps talking to could be Kang's wife then or well, she's his love interest in the comics. comics. That was that saying. was the next thing I was going to say. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. she's the only one that's seen them allegedly. Yeah. Right? So I think either King and she's is like the head of the the company. So yeah, I think King is either is is the middle one of the three, or that they're a lie and it's just King just by himself, and it's just like a big made up story because um, yeah. I think if we if we don't see King in the show, he's definitely going to be mentioned something built up in some way you know if we don't see him he has it was it was very curious that uh mobius brings up the fact that like oh you know i don't know because you know i've never actually met the timekeeper so like he's never seen them he's only he only is he's been there forever so and he's been there forever and as far as he knows that uh that they're the ones that uh created him or whatever but that's what i was going to ask earlier but I, i didn't really get a chance um did you guys think did you guys like the conversation that he was having with Loki when Loki was just like, okay, so there's these beings, they created all this and this and that space lizards. And, yeah, yeah. Space yeah. lizards. Exactly. And he's just like, Oh, so you don't believe any of that. And he's like, no, it's kind of ridiculous. And he's just like, yeah, but there are frost giants that you were created by and you were raised <laughs> by Odin of, you know, of, in Asgard, Gosh. you know, that's, that's okay. That's believable. What's going to happen to poor Mobius if they don't turn out to be real? Talk about existential yeah. uh, crisis. <laughs> Gosh, that's a real problem right there. Yeah. And do you do you feel like uh, do you feel like they've made this connection? Do you feel like Loki and uh, Mobius uh, are actually like borderline friends that he wouldn't betray him? That he's actually. I... Go ahead, Ethan, so... I'm sorry. I don't, no, I don't know, dude. I'm just thinking. Like I, I don't know. Like. That, that it can go anyway. That final scene that we get where Mobius is running after Loki, telling him to stop, saying don't, 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 and Loki looks him dead in the eye and goes in the time <laughs> portal. Look, you can take that one of two ways. Loki is chasing after the variant for Mobius right. and helping Mobius. Right. Sure. That could totally be happening. The whole freaking episode, though, he's borderline betraying Mobius, right. trying to stall for time, trying to get time in front of the timekeepers. He's trying to play his general Loki games why would this very situation be any different if he has a free pass to travel with a variant and cause all kinds of harm and damage with no consequences? Don't you think Loki would do it and just like turn his back on Mobius in a second? I I don't want that to be true, but that would be true. (laughs) 
Yeah, but at the same time, like, I I agree with everything you're saying, but, like, anytime Mobius has brought that up, like, oh, you're just trying to do this, he's never once denied it. That's true. He's never been like, no, that's not what I'm trying to do, and I'm really trying to help here. He's just like, "Eh, well. I think that's why their relationship is so awesome for this show, because it's it's just like this mental game between the two, because you could tell that they're always trying to kind of be one step ahead of the other. Like, even that beginning scene where where they're at the Renaissance Fair, and Loki's scheming, and and then Mobius is like, oh, you had me for a second. He's lying, <laughs> you know, so it's yeah. just like, that. who, yeah, was who has the edge over who between these yeah. two, you know? And then Loki, yeah. or uh, whatever Mobius says in the hallway when they're about to get on the elevator, he's like, it's one of two things. Either, I can't remember the line of dialogue, but he's basically yeah. saying like, either I'm doing this for, to help you or I'm doing it just to get what I want, more or less, I think is what yeah. the gist of it was. So it's just yeah. it's such a fun dynamic between those two. It's yeah, and I think they're using you to catch the bad guy. I think yeah, they're going to yeah. keep it that way too. I think they're going to keep it a little... Um, you know, they want to keep it guessing. Is Loki actually going oh, yeah. to do the right thing or not? I think that's one of the best things about Loki is you never really know for sure. Because that's what he's been doing True. since Thor. I mean, the beginning, it, yeah. even at the very beginning of Thor, you're not really. Is he actually mad? Is he actually evil? Is he just yeah. jealous? And they've done this, well, this throughout. So what about the- and like we mentioned last week that this is still. Avengers 2012 Loki is this this isn't you know redeemed yeah, that's true. good Loki because even, still even though he saw even though he saw his timeline he hasn't experienced all of that that's just right. pictures to him so yeah. did so you guys love the Pompeii scene I love the Pompeii scene you know just make some bird noises be free my horned friend horned friends <laughs> those poor Pompeians yeah yeah I think I think that what makes this show so special and, and this I don't want to belabor the point with Loki, but like what makes this point so, or this show so special is that you can be like us and you can dissect everything and say like these existential conversations and and how do they relate to the real world and to religion and belief and and who we are as human beings. Or you can just literally say like, oh, my God, Lady Loki and magic. That's fantastic. <laughs> like there, yep. you can enjoy it on any mm-hmm. level of so the many spectrum. Layers. And yeah, you don't have to dissect it like we do. And I think that's another like another thing that MCU Marvel Studios has figured out with their Disney Plus like set. They've just they've figured out a way to cater to everybody. It's fantastic. Yeah, Yeah, they've done a great job. Well, moving on, talking about, you know, how how good of a job they've done here with the MCU on Disney Plus. I want to talk about the ramifications of these Disney plus shows moving forward with the overall MCU, you know, just, just from the ones that we've had so far with WandaVision and Falcon and winter soldier. And now Loki, they really have been using these shows as building blocks of this phase. You know, Kevin Feige said to begin with when they were, when they were announcing that they were doing these shows, he was, he basically warned everybody that if you want the full story of the MCU, you're going to have to tune into all of it. Now they've I think that they've done a really good job of peppering things in where I, I think that you can watch in game and then pick up on whatever the the new Captain America movie is gonna be with Sam as Cap and not have to watch, you know, Falcon and Winter Soldier because he has the shield at the end of Endgame, has the shield at the beginning of the new Captain America movie. But I think that they've done a really good job of peppering in things that they're going to be building on on this phase. And uh, I just want to talk about how, you know, what the ramifications are so far with, you know, the impact that it's going to have on the MCU going forward. Um, So, Trent, what do you think is going to be the 
biggest lead in to this this coming phase of MCU? Do you think it's going to be everything, the tie in from WandaVision? Do you think it's going to be what they're doing with Loki and the multiverse? Do you think it's just a holistic thing? Everything they're doing is just going to to build and pop up into the other movies? Um, gosh, I think they all have their own their own, you know, weight that they're gonna, you know what I mean? Like their own impact. That's it's it's a hard question to answer. Like I think Loki does have probably the bigger ramifications just because it's more timeliney, cosmic-y, and it's just more all-encompassing in that respect. But I mean you know, you look at the uh, the Falcon and Winter Soldier show, it was obviously more grounded and realistic, but that's huge for establishing the new Captain America. Yeah, you could watch Endgame and go probably right into the next Captain America movie. But I mean, you skipped over six hours worth of character development development for Sam and what it meant to actually become Captain America. Right. And same with, you know, Wanda's story. It's going to continue in Doctor Strange. And I read something earlier that Kevin Feige said that the story of WandaVision will continue through other movies it's not going to get another season i don't think but i think that he said that story will continue in other movies and stuff um so yeah and i think one of the other big things about the shows is the fact that you get to spend more time so the the mcu you know we're done with tony we're done with cap we're done with black widow we're you know hulk who knows so we're kind of retiring most of the original people kind of except for maybe thor so we're going to be moving into an MCU with a lot of characters that haven't had the time in the movies so far to shine. And I think that's what these shows are doing such an awesome job with. They're giving Sam and Bucky six hours worth of storyline and character development. Wanda and Vision, two people who probably really didn't have that much screen time in the movies, even though they were awesome when they were. Um, and even Loki to an extent. So I think these shows are a great way to to take these characters that were more kind of sidekicks before and really thrust them into kind of the front line a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I have to agree with you. I, I, I think that the impact of these shows is much more than people were originally expecting, because I think that what happened is we got, you know, we got agents of shield, <clears throat> excuse me. We had agents of shield. We had, you know, Peggy Carter. And then of course we had the Netflix shows, which weren't, you know, they were kind of MCU adjacent. And so people, mm-hmm. while we were going into these, Disney plus shows were kind of expecting that maybe there'll be a tie in here or there, but I mean, this is really, I mean, Loki alone are the next Dr. Strange movie is the multiverse of madness. And at the end of episode two of Loki, we're seeing that multiverse starting to take shape of what's going to happen. So I think that these are incredibly important and I'm really glad that they're doing this. Um, You know, this is something that, that Lucasfilm was talking about with star Wars when they, I know we're on MCU, but it's a parallel because they're both Disney companies. When Lucasfilm was bought out by Disney, they they got rid of any of the old, you know, the Legends material became Legends. They said, okay, it's all one story between books, comics, movies, TV shows. And then within a year, the books were getting retconned. The comics were getting retconned. Some of the TV shows were retconning old, older, you know, stories. And the MCU seems like they've avoided that so far. And I think that that's really important. And I think that they're doing a much better job. Um, so, Ethan, I'm going to throw it over to you. You know, what do you think the biggest impact of these MCU shows on Disney Plus is going to have for the entire MCU as a whole? Yeah, I think as as like a, a grandiose plan for Marvel Studios, I think it's a, a huge win. And essentially, it just gets gets people more invested it, it just right. at the very end of the day it gets people way more invested in characters that they were not able to be invested in um in two and a half hours in front of a in front of a big screen uh so i think 
Marvel Studios has has had a plan. Whether they want to admit that they've had a plan for a decade or not, they've they've found a plan within that decade, and now they've really capitalized. And and obviously we had the pandemic, so I think you know eighteen months without any new MCU content is is going to make anybody just like you know froth at the mouth for mm-hmm. WandaVision and and you know go this deep into stuff. And I think. Marvel really benefited from that. I think that oh, it, yeah. it really is is a big play for them to capitalize on people wanting new content as a whole. Um, and I think it just, I think like as a whole, it just starts taking over more and more and more of of the sin, like the overall cinematic universes that exist. Like MCU is just, it's it has been for some time, but it's still in its own echelon of of movie and cinematic universes. And whether people want to admit it or not, it's incredibly successful it makes tons of money and people love it and people are invested and and i think disney plus is just a, a massive uh, addition to that and and there's no bad things yeah and you brought up a good point with with covid and, and the pandemic and how it was so long between mcu content and <clears throat> excuse me sorry about that i think that's one of the reasons why i, I love falcon and the winter soldier as much as i did because I loved WandaVision. It was something new. It was fun. But that first episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier was like, oh, man, this is an MCU project. You know, you got the action, the quips, all of that. So I think that they've really navigated the pandemic very well. They've used that that time to their advantage and putting out solid content that's going to just really push it forward. Uh, Ian, do you have anything to add about the overall impact of these Disney Plus shows? Not necessarily the addicts, ever the fact that like I'm I'm liking each one more and more. Loki's uh, my favorite. I think Trent said the same thing, but Loki is definitely my favorite, and um, I just think they're getting better and better. Uh, everybody was kind of like you guys have said, kind of talking about how WandaVision kind of started off slow. Uh, I love old like campy kind of shows like from that era. So like the old sitcom thing for me was. Uh, was fine. I, I, I wasn't upset when it first started happening. So the more the episodes started going on throughout the series, like the better it got for everybody, but I was content either way. And obviously I agreed that they definitely got better, but um, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier was, was a good show. And I was hooked on that. And this one for me, it's just, like I said, kind of, kind of, they can do no wrong right now when it, when it seems to come to their TV shows. So uh, I hope they continue. I think I think Loki's just going to get better and better, and I think the payoff at the end of this series is going to be really good, um, especially with it only being, you know, like Ethan said, only only being six episodes, um, and they're what like 35, 45 minutes. They're they're kind of longer episodes. They've so. they've been a little bit longer than the other shows. Yeah, I think by and, around uh, fifty minutes or so. And, and I and I absolutely love that about it too. So um, I I'm anxious to see what what more is coming out and i'm, I'm gonna watch everything so hopefully it continues the trend of just getting better and better each each series that comes out yeah what? and i think i think we can expect that too sorry trent uh i, I think we can expect shut up trent. <laughs> i think we can sorry. expect them to just keep keep pumping out good content you know we've we've been at this since 2008 with the mcu and even though there are some that aren't as good as others i have yet to see a movie or a tv show that they've put out that i just hated even even the Netflix shows, even the you know Agents of Shield, I didn't hate. I didn't hate Peggy Carter. Wow, so I just at it, at some point yeah, those are great. At, at some point, you know, people are just going to have to accept the fact that they know what they're doing and yeah. that we should just expect great content. But go ahead, Trent. I just wanted to 
put a button on that by pointing out the best thing about the Disney Plus shows is how we like never have to wait for anything ever again. We talked earlier about how like in the early days we'd have to wait sometimes a full year or two between movies. Now it's like we wait what a couple weeks and there's already another show or movie coming out. So yeah, like, well, we're so spoiled now with the whole like three. Now they're on like four movies a year, probably three or four shows a year. Like we're never going to have to go longer than probably a month without MCU content, which is just I'm here for fantastic. it. I'm, I'm so excited. <laughs> Oh, yeah. right. I'm, I'm all for it. Well, talking about all the MCU content to come, uh, let's take a minute and talk about what our uh, our most anticipated project of phase four is. Um, I'm going to I'll start us off. Surprisingly enough, the one that I'm the most excited about right now is the one that I wasn't as excited about when it was announced. And that's uh, Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. I, I will try and pronounce it right. We're gonna, I was going to say, we're going to get into that again. Yeah. Uh, I, I wasn't excited about it when it was first announced, but, you know, being the Iron Man fan that I am, I'm really excited to see what they do with, with the Mandarin, bringing in, you know, a, a slightly more comic-accurate version of the Mandarin into it. And uh, that trailer just really got me hyped. I, I really enjoyed it. I love a good martial arts movie. Aquafina, not, Aquafina looks awesome. I want to see it. Man. I want to see that. So yeah, uh, Ian, go. Is there anything? Is that the one you're most excited about, or is there? there yeah, one you're there's about there's more? there's like the obvious that we talk about, like you know your Doctor Strange and your Spider Mans and and whatnots, but that is definitely at the top of my list. Um, that one's got the most hype for me because with the, all the other ones, I know what I'm expecting, I know what I'm getting into. Uh, with this one, I have no idea, and I absolutely love it because, like you said, that trailer looked absolutely amazing. Yeah. Uh, Trent, what's your most anticipated? We'll let Ethan finish us off on this segment. Uh, well, if I can't choose all of them, um, <laughs> you may it's, probably, it's probably it's going to be a tie. I'm still going to cheat and pick two because it's a tie <laughs> yeah. between Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness, which, full disclosure, that probably is number one um, because I, I love Doctor Strange and the whole multiverse thing that they're going with. I think it's just going to be so exciting. But I'm kind it's kind of in a tie with Thor 11 Thunder. Because I think oh, that yeah. movie is going to be nice, going to be amazing. It looks, it, it's going to be yeah. excellent. And then I don't know TV shows. Did anyone want to throw a TV show, or was it just MCU projects? Completely? You know, you know? if we're going to break it, break them up. You know, overall, no matter what, Shang Chi is the one that I'm looking the most forward to right now. But I'm actually really curious about Hawkeye. You know, I, I like uh... I like the character of Hawkeye. <laughs> I like Kate Bishop in the comics. I'm really curious what they're going to do with that with that show. Cause it's the one that I'm not, that I'm the least sure of what they're doing with it. So I'm, I'm really intrigued to see how they, how they go with it. It looks like they may be bringing in some of the Matt Fraction run um, of Hawkeye. If you guys, if you haven't read the Matt Fraction Hawkeye comics, please go and read them. They're excellent. Um, so I don't know. We'll, we'll see how that goes, but I, I, I'm very intrigued by Hawkeye surprisingly I, enough. Mine was secret invasion. As far as TV projects. Ian, did you have one before we, not but necessarily maybe hawkeye but like i don't necessarily have a have a show that i'm i'm ready you for say hot guy yes we're sticking with marvel oh oh you're oh, talking about busted. marvel shows i thought you were talking about you know what i'm going to google as soon as i get off the thing. <laughs> um then no i don't have an answer for that trent Thank nothing yeah, all right ethan what about you buddy what's your uh what's your most anticipated for phase four um well, let's. I just want to say to to Trent, Secret Invasion, great pick because that cast is mad stacked. I don't understand how we have a cast that 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 is that stacked, and we're not talking about Samuel L. Jackson. Right. That's absurd to me. Right. Nobody says Samuel L. Jackson. Everybody says everybody else, which is so crazy. Um, 
so my my number one phase four like movie that I'm most excited for. I'd say like naturally it's Spider-Man just because of the event of it. Um, you know, I don't I don't want to like put all my eggs in that basket of it being the best movie, but I think I'm most excited for that. Um, but like Multiverse of Madness, like you said, Sam Raimi, that's going to be a big W. Personally, I'm mm-hmm. very excited for Eternals. Like I yeah. think the Eternals is a hard left on any Marvel content that we've seen. We've got a winner, a best picture, best director winner in Chloe Zhao directing a, a massive piece of IP, which is an incredible timing situation that she goes on. She makes Nomadland and wins all these awards and, and then is already filming Eternals. Um, that cast is ridiculous to mm-hmm. begin with. And the fact that she's like, yeah, we're just going to do everything practical. That sounds so amazing to me. I think people are either going to love it or they're going to hate it. And I think it's yeah. going to be the most divisive MCU project today. And I'm absolutely here for it because I'll tell you, I'm going to love it. Uh, like there's just... That's just a fact like that trailer. I did an emergency podcast. As soon as that trailer dropped live reaction on the show blew my mind. Like that was, it was the coolest, coolest trailer I've seen for some time. Um, Cut to us. We waited three weeks to do this. I couldn't, I couldn't wait. It was too crazy. Um, I think in terms of shows, like lastly, I'll just say, uh, I think Moon Knight is going to just knock it out of the park. I think, I think um, Oscar Isaac is a really good thing. Yeah, I think Oscar Isaac and Ethan Hawke, um, uh, you know, sharing the same screen is that's whether people like to admit it or not, that's a lot of star power. And I know they're not they're they're not the first people you think of when you think of like movie stars. But Oscar Isaac, we all know from from Star Wars, but he's been in some amazing other things. Mm-hmm. And obviously, Ethan Hawke, like he knows how to act. He comes from a Broadway background. Like, I mean, the guy is going to be amazing. And that sounds pretty martial artsy to me as well. So, oh, yeah. um I think Moon Knight's gonna slap. Yeah, did you get did you see the video of Oscar Isaac training for oh, oh it, it looked awesome. I can't wait for dude's, it. Yeah, dude's going to another level, so I'm very excited for that. Yeah, I can't wait for Moon Knight. Those are those are excellent picks. I uh, I agree with all of it. And like Trent said, you, the easy answer is everything from phase four. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally. And it, especially for the fact that it's just there are so many unknowns that are coming this way. But uh, yeah, based on your reaction, not excited about Hawkeye there, Ethan? Hawkeye can, I'll let you fill in the blank. (laughs) I can't, I can't, I hate Hawkeye. I just don't, I don't know what it is about it. He's just a guy with a bow and arrow. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Maybe I missed the hype train when it first came out, but like, that was, Hawkeye's not my jam. So he can, uh, he can get out of here. (laughs) Yeah, Hawkeye, my my appreciation for Hawkeye definitely comes from years of reading Avengers comics. So I, I understand Hawkeye and the MCU. I feel like the only reason Hawkeye is even a little popular in the MCU is because of the backlash of him just being mind controlled the whole first Avengers movie because Jeremy Renner came out and and said like oh I was just Mike and then like he has the big storyline in two and then it kind of is blossomed from there so I mean I don't I don't mind Hawkeye personally but I feel like I was gonna say don't lie Trent you love the the farm scenes in Age of Ultron don't lie to me Age of Ultron (laughs) massively underrated massively underrated tell me who puts mayo on a hot dog and I'll tell you you should oh my god explain that one to me explain that one to me that's enough to for me to not like hawkeye (laughs) (laughs) all right well we'll move off of the the hawkeye hate here and we're uh we're going to talk about the the mcu as we've seen it so far and just a a quick rundown of of what we thought of the uh the first three phases you know what uh what order would you would you put them in if we're gonna we're gonna rank 
as a, as a whole, not individual movies, but the clusters of movies, phase one, two, or three. And I'm going to make, uh, I'm going to make Trent go first. Cause he loves ranking things. And he's I the one that not. came up with this idea. <laughs> no, this yeah. is Ethan's idea. Ethan pitched it. Oh, perfect. Me. There we go. So. Let's go. Good. Cause normally Trent, ranking things. Normally Trent is the one that's like, yeah, we should rank this. And then we get on to record. You know, I hate ranking. Well, let me, <laughs> well, let me tell you, it's like picking a child though. How can you rank your, your children? I'm you actually asked Derek, her to rank. Derek has 10 you asked me, so you sure asked me to rank my children. I love, I love all of them. <laughs> No, okay. Yeah, so, I have five kids, Ethan. So yeah, I've, I've got. Yeah, I've got two. Hard, don't worry, I get hard it. to rank. <laughs> so I've got I've got them all here pulled up in front of me. I, I checked it out earlier. You know, honestly, this was a little harder than I thought it would be. I was like, oh, you know, three things it should be easy to rank, and like the easy, you know, the easy answer is Phase Three because you look at all of the, just the it looks like eleven different movies in there, and obviously it's got some of my absolute favorites: Civil War, Infinity War in game you know tons of great movies in there ragnarok so that's the easy answer but i'm throwing a curveball at you i think if, i'm gonna if, go because you love to go against the grain though this well, guy I, I have an explanation for my answer uh, and i hope you all do too but i'm gonna rank my first one phase one because wow. you look back on it now wow. and you think it's kind of uh you know lackluster put him in the waiting room Derek. <laughs> <laughs> Put him in the waiting room, please. I'll be surprised if I'm alone on this, but number one is is number one because there's just no I don't think you could replicate the feeling that we had back then going into each movie and seeing this world develop in front of your eyes. You know what I mean? Like it yeah. started with Iron Man, and at the time we just thought it was an Iron Man movie, no different than just like the, the latest Batman or like you know, superhero property at the time. And then at the end, Nick Fury shows up. And opens up a whole different world. And from then on, you start seeing the threads cross. Like Tony shows up in Incredible Hulk. Iron Man 2 starts laying the, the you know, planting the seeds for Wakanda and the, the shield Easter egg. And then Thor's hammer. It's like seeing it all come together and the excitement that led into each next movie. And then topping it all off with the Avengers, the big team up. So awesome. The anticipation, like I just I feel like you can't replicate that now. And I don't I don't mean that in a bad way. I still love all of the movies that are coming out. Um, but it's almost like we're spoiled now. We're just kind of expecting all this cool stuff now. But back then we weren't. And it was just so awesome of a feeling like, you know, like I said, at the end of Iron Man 2, when you have the, the post credit scene with Thor's hammer and you're like, oh, that's Thor's hammer, you know, and then Thor comes out. And so R.I.P. Agent Coulson. Come on. RIP, oh, I know. Yeah. He's alive he's somewhere out there. I love yeah, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. too. Ethan. He's, I've watched Tahiti, every season. So sure. he's still in Tahiti. <laughs> he's in a branch timeline somewhere. I'm convinced. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, my pick is one, and then I'm going to go with three just because of all the awesome movies in it. And even though I still love a lot of the movies in two, again, underrated Age of Ultron, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, my, my third ranking would be two. So one, three, two is my ranking. One, three, two. Uh, Ian, we'll go with you next. I'm going to go three, two, one, and I'm going to go against mm. everything Trent just said. I'm going to tear down <laughs> everything he loves. I love um, it. I, I, agree slash disagree with you on the on, on you picking uh phase one for the for the simple fact that you kind of started to prove my point for me that i was going to make that uh that you weren't really hyped up for these movies it's not that you didn't want to see it's not that you didn't like it but like iron man was just another iron man movie and uh, well i was well, hyped up after another, that one was the first one before iron man well, yeah, but was. that's but that's what i'm saying you were hyped up once you saw the 15 second snippet at the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah. So I don't, that's why I don't agree with you because like 
then you wait like what, like a full year or two for this next one to come out because it's it's segueing into that. And I get that for you, like that's the excitement. But well, Hulk you, came out like a month or two later. But after yeah. that, yes, yeah, yeah, we don't really count that. So, uh, hey, Incredible no, Hulk is a also much underrated. Movie okay, it was better, <laughs> better <laughs> movie than people get it credit for. It was better. So, but it also didn't like it. There wasn't a lot of direct tie-ins. Like I know there was like mentioning and stuff, and then like later they 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 uh they talk about it, but in the actual movie itself. Uh, I felt like they were just trying to be like, hey, this actually isn't going to be a heaping pile of dog shit like the last one. So just enjoy this. <laughs> so like I said, Dren, I'm not trying to like poop on your point, but at the same time, you're wrong. You're so, no, uh, <laughs> I, I just think that 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 clip at the end you're talking about wasn't enough for me to be like, these are the best movies. Oh, I love these. I didn't they say were... best movies. Best phase. <laughs> best phase. Continue. Sorry. But that's why I didn't think it was the best phase because like, I'm talking about a movie in a whole, as a whole, not the 15 seconds of, of fame at the end of each movie. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, I just that's that's why I say th- three is the best because, like you said, there's all of these, and I feel like by the time they got to all of these movies, all of these sequels, and everything, a story had already been told, and everything, everything was great. My favorite ones were in there, minus uh, minus you know, Winter Soldier is one of my faves, <clears throat> but. That alone wasn't enough for me to pick uh, phase two as my number one. But number one, well, phase one goes at the bottom of the list for the simple fact that they were just they were new. They 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 got you they got you in the universe, but at the same time, I mean, it didn't hook me like the rest of them did. I was I was definitely interested, but that's just the nerd in me. Right, that's fair. Uh, Ethan, you want to uh, you want to go next there? Yeah. So uh, look, I'm gonna have to agree with Ian. Uh, and you know, Ian, don't, don't get too crazy over here. Just okay. I agree with you, but, <laughs> okay. but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, well, nobody usually does. So. Hey, there's no right or wrong answer here. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, a hundred percent. It's, sure. it's phase three, two, one. I think, like I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, like I came in through this with a unique viewpoint. Mm-hmm. I started in phase three. That's my, that's my introduction to Marvel. So like, that's definitely what I view as, as the number one, they gave us the massive events. Infinity War and Endgame, I don't know if I'll ever see a movie in a movie theater with that type of event level status. Mm-hmm. I, I I mean, like Endgame, I remember who I was with. I remember where I was. I remember I saw at a, a, a 10 p.m. showing, you know, didn't go to bed probably till three the next day, went to an 11 a.m. showing the next day because I was like, <laughs> I, I have to be there. I, yep. I have to see this again. And so phase three for me takes the cake. I'll go phase two next. Um like you guys say, Age of Ultron, mad underrated. I think without Ant-Man, I don't know. Uh, phase two wobbles a little for me, but I think Ant-Man is a solid player in there that people don't give enough credit for, giving us that extra branch of, of comedy in the MCU that we didn't really have up until that point. Uh, and then, yeah, phase one, like, I just, honestly, I could care so much less for Thor. Like, I just don't. It's just not my gym, not my movie. So, yeah. uh you know, and like uh, Iron Man and Iron Man Two is great, um, but I I just think Phase One is is tough. It's tough to compete with where we're at now. It's just um, it just doesn't play out the same. So yeah, three, two, one. Yeah, I uh, I I have a, a different list than all of you, which makes me makes me very Ooh. happy. Uh, my list is actually three, one, two. Okay. Even though you know I talk about a lot how Phase Two has got some excellent movies in there. Winter Soldier is one of the best. That first Guardians of the Galaxy is excellent. You know, uh, Age of Ultron, uh, like everybody's saying, is very, very underrated. And Iron Man 3 
again, I'm one of the four people on the country that loved Iron Man three. That's actually my favorite Iron Man movie, which is crazy. I know. Yeah, no, you love all these movies. You ranked them last, but you love all of them. Keep talking. No, no, no. That's <laughs> but that's how good these other phases are, because like Ethan was saying, the the very nature of phase three with the events i mean it was it was the comic book crossover on the big screen these these crossover events that i've been reading for the last 25 years of my life literally on the screen in front of me and when i'm looking at when i when i look back on the mcu i think i'm gonna think of endgame i'm gonna think of what i felt when i saw you know cat pick up the hammer i'm gonna think Mm -hmm. of what i felt when when tony snapped his fingers Everything about that movie—it's the best MCU movie they've ever made. Fight me; it's better than Infinity War. I know that nobody agrees with me on that, but <laughs> I, I agree I, with you. I'm wow, I agree with you. Crazy. Normally, I get yelled at when I say that Endgame is better than Infinity War. You, no, I'm Endgame. just. Oh, I thought I you were going to say that when you say stuff. I was going to say, well, usually you're dead wrong and your opinion sucks. So that's why. I <laughs> that's usually... fair. That's fair. But also, uh, with no, we the flip agree side, on a lot of things. With the flip side of what Ethan said about Phase One. You know, I did come into it and I remember, you know, in the early 2000s when when Iron Man was bouncing around studios constantly because it was at New Line. It was at, uh, I, oh gosh, who else was it with? I can't remember, but I remember when Nick Cassavetes was supposed to be the director and he wanted to do a steampunk Iron Man starring Tom Cruise. And thank God that didn't happen. And it ended up with the MCU. <laughs> Tom Cruise was the rumor since like. Oh, it was a long. And he wasn't even mid, a rumor. Like, the, like he was he was the there. He mid was going to the late to do it. 90s. Yeah, he was going to do it. But because of that. And I I, I, I I completely remember eating up every article that I could find about Iron Man when it was being filmed. I remember the first set photos that were that were leaked. The spy photos that they actually used in the movie at the end of the movie for the newspaper headline. And so. Even though it can't compete with the events of Phase 3, Phase 1 will always have a special place in my heart because of the nostalgia that I get when I see those original production photos of Iron Man and the the, the articles that I used to read about it. So I just, I absolutely love Phase 1, but it can't compete with Endgame in my opinion. So I mean, can can I say something? Yes, sir. Point about Iron Man? Yeah. I think it's, I think just like personally, it's so intriguing to me that a John Favreau started the entire MCU. That's such a unique choice. And mm-hmm. B, the fact that Favreau go he he makes Zathura, mm-hmm. which like low key a banger movie, and oh, yeah. he makes it in two thousand five, and then is off the map until he makes Iron Man in 08, which mm-hmm. is bananas to me. And then he doesn't make Chef until six years later, which gets him more notoriety as as an actor, as a director, as as a chef. But like that's such an interesting, unique pick in the long run when you look at it. Oh you yeah. Know, 15 years down the road to have John Favreau kick all this off, like mad props to Marvel studios. That's amazing. Yeah. And you've heard, and I've heard Kevin Feige talk about that. You know, people have asked him why John Favreau and he, he cited Zathura as one of the reasons he said, you know, you look at swingers, which he wrote, you look at made, which he directed yep. and wrote, you look at elf and you look at Zathura and he's like, and he said, which I'll never, I never can understand how he came to this conclusion. He said, that's the traje- trajectory of a, of a filmmaker. That's going to be, <laughs> you know, really it's like, None of those movies equal yeah. excellent Anything comic good. book movies. I mean, Zathura so is a funny. really good movie. It doesn't get the credit it deserves. And I love John Favreau since I saw Swingers. But, yeah, uh, you know, hilarious. it is it is surprising. But, uh, all right. Well, keeping on this uh, on this ranking train that we're on here, in our, uh, in our second episode that we ever did of this podcast, the three of us ranked our top five MCU moments. Now, since we have an MCU guest on, 
we've got to ask you, Ethan, for your top five MCU moments. So take all the time you need. We're okay. here for it. This is the stage this is, is yours. This is a lot of pressure, uh, honestly. So I've had an episode in the past where I did top three MCU moments. So I had to go back and listen and, and see how my thoughts have changed. Um, but look, I've, I've got a pretty set five and uh, I'll just kick it off from the bottom. I'll, I'll start with number five. Um, Captain America, the first Avenger, when Cap jumps on the grenade. That is so impossible not to love the fact that that is true uh, selflessness. It's a pure definition of, of being a good man. It's exactly what he was designed to be. It's who they needed for the project. And I mean, dude, that grenade could have popped right then and there. Like, and he, he still jumped on it. That's crazy to me. And every single time I rewatch that, um, I think two things. It's amazing that he jumped on it and the trajectory and like the character arc that he had from that single moment is, is defined in that single moment that captures so much. And two, um, why didn't we get Tommy Lee Jones and more MCU movies? Oh, I know. Good call. What happened to Tommy Lee Jones? That, <laughs> come on. That's a big myth. Um, number four for me, like I, I, I alluded to it earlier, I'm a big Mysterio guy. I think he's incredibly underrated. I think Far From Home an incredibly underrated movie in the MCU, but that, that's another conversation for another time. I rewatched this scene this afternoon to prep for this show. The very end of Far From Home, when Spider-Man kills Mysterio and, and sees through his illusion kind of on that, on that bridge. And, mm-hmm. you know, he feels his, feels his Peter Tingle and we get that amazing, amazing like visual effect of him going through the bridge mm-hmm. and jumping on all the drones and literally like the fact that I'm so like, I know what's going to happen. And I rewatched it today and I'm so invested in it that when he grabs Beck's hand from like behind him and you find out that the Beck he's talking to is not actually the real Quentin Beck, but he was just about to be shot in the dome. That's insane to me. I still can't believe that that actually happens. Uh, and heavily underrated moment in the MCU. So that, that goes to my number four slot. Um, I, I hope I'm not out of line. No, that. not at all. Uh, 100% <laughs> agree. Um, number three would have to go to Avengers Assemble for Endgame. That's just fanfare at its peak. Uh, that that's that's fan service in a incredible comic book movie um, movie at its peak. Energy, emotion, build up a decade to get to that point. And like I said, I'll never forget where I was when that moment happened. I'll never forget that the theater cheered, that people stood up out of yep. their seats that people clapped and applauded and shouted when at that simple scene. And that is forever for me. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> I'm guilty. I think, I think that to me, when, when you immediately, like if you wake from a dead sleep and someone's like, what do you think of when you think of the MCU? Like that, that's the first thought that comes to your mind, right? Is cap wielding um, Molnir and, and saying Avengers assemble is insane. Um, yep. So good. So, so good. Uh, number two for me would be the uh, immigrant song on the Bifrost for oh, Thor yeah. Ragnarok. <laughs> Thor is literally at death's doorstep. The goddess of death is about ready to just rip out his soul. And he's like, you know what? I don't think so. I'm the god of thunder. We're just going to go. We're going to go for it. And and flies out of there, flies onto the Bifrost. And that scene is is super epic in and of itself. But the fact that when Taika Waititi is asked like, why did you use the immigrant song in the beginning and in the end? He's like, we paid for the copyright. Like, let's <laughs> use the immigrant song like that. That's such, that's just like so ballsy to me where he's yep. like, 
I'm making a movie that that's going to make like tons of money and seen by millions and millions of people. And you know what? I'm just going to use the same song twice because I can. That's right. Fantastic to me. Yeah, you don't get Led Zeppelin just to use them once. I mean, yeah, yeah that's that's bananas. <laughs> and that whole movie in and of itself, like lends itself to that scene with with the the energy and the the colorfulness and the mood. Like that's just um, that's a great scene. Um, and then my number one MCU moment, I feel like is never talked about. It's definitely a personal favorite. It's not a fan favorite by any mean. Um, but at the very end of Endgame, when Pepper Potts tells Tony that he can rest. Mm-hmm. That is that that just that fucks me up every time. I hate <laughs> like I hate to say it, but like that's I have a very particular list of things that that I call like you know my f me up moments, and that's 100 on there. Mm-hmm. Scene from La La Land is on there. A scene from The Big Short is on. Like I just have this list, and the fact that in, earlier in Endgame, Pepper and Tony are talking and saying, um, like, can. Pepper asked him, you know, can, will you be able to rest if you don't try to save everybody who got snapped away? And Pepper knows him so well, better than he knows himself. And, and, you know, the answer is no to that. And at the very end, he did it and and he can rest. And that's, that's it. Like, that's, that's what all of this was for. And the fact that, that Tony is okay with that. And the fact that Tony doesn't go until Pepper tells him he can mm-hmm. rest. That's insane to me. And that's, Emotion and, and regardless of what people want to say, it's a comic book movie, it's a superhero, these are not real movies. I beg to differ incredibly so oh, absolutely. The and emotions are real. That's no, an incredibly are. emotional scene, exactly. And and we're seeing a lot of incredibly well-written things in phase four, but I would argue it started way back in Endgame. Like the, the amount of, of incredible high caliber writing that we're getting from our characters is is excellent. Um so yeah, those are my top five MCU moments. I'm, I I got to go watch them all again after this. Yeah, thanks for bringing up that scene in Endgame. I really appreciate that. Big crying now. I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah. I had to I had to keep from crying there. Brb crying yeah. right now. It's a it's a great list though. That was a <laughs> that, nice that was an excellent list. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, excellent, excellent. All right, guys. Well, we're gonna take a quick break here. Uh, got to have a have a sponsor break, and when we come back, we're going to have an epic showdown, a three way trivia game to see. Who knows more about the MCU? So we will be right back. Stick with us. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. We are going to get into this uh, this epic trivia showdown here. So Ian, being our resident DC guy, is not going to compete. This is just <laughs> going to be between Trent, myself, and Ethan. And uh, Ian is going to be reading off our answer or our questions. I'm going to read out the answers. Have, I want yeah, you to read them off. what the question is. <laughs> now, now, these questions are coming to us via the internet, so hopefully they're correct. We have not seen them yet. Ian's the only one that's got a chance to see them. We're going to have 15 seconds to give our answers. We're going to write them down on our whiteboard, show it to each other. Uh, if we all agree that we need the multiple choice to help us out, we'll say that. Try the uh, the multiple choice. But like I said, we're going to try and do this all from uh, just from memory without that. So play along with us at home and we'll uh, we'll see. We'll see how this goes. Ian, go ahead with question number one. So just so you know, these are all from the MCU, like movies and everything. And uh, I probably could have done this, but it's best if I sit out. So question number Wait. one. Oh, by the way, no points will be taken off for spelling. So just so you okay. know. <laughs> go ahead, Let's go. Uh, first of all, I'm running the show here. Sir, oh, God, so. here we go. All right. <laughs> I'm in trouble. All right. Question number one, Iron Man, number one, what song plays at the beginning of the first Iron Man movie? 
I'm going to hate it if I get this question wrong. We're going to have so much dead air on this episode. At the That's end. all right. Maybe we can just play that song. <laughs> <laughs> you can pay for that, right, Trent? Yeah. Easy. We'll copyright. <laughs> Are we good? Should I show you my answer now? Yeah, that was that was anticlimactic. Back in black. Hey, <laughs> we all got it. Back in black. All right, back in black. Oh, I'm sorry. The answer was actually Iron Man by Black Sabbath. Oh. <laughs> all right, I'm, I made that up. I made that up. Um, you guys ready for question number deuce? Yep. Give it. Drop the deuce. I will <laughs> drop it all over your chest. The Incredible Hulk. What does Tony tell Thaddeus Ross? At the end of the film. Like, like the full quote? Verbatim or just... If you get in the ballpark of it, I'll give okay. you the point. Okay. Not you, Derek. I want you I want you spot on. I know. I think I know kind of what get, 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 get in the ballpark. Just get in the ballpark. And if you guys are all way off, I'll give you multiple <laughs> choice. How about that? Okay. That works. I got an answer. We'll see how... Oh man! I know, I know. I just don't know how much of it they want. <laughs> I, I understand. Gosh, I understand. This is rough. Ah, I might just fall. There we go. Oh, God. <laughs> I haven't seen Incredible Hulk in like forever, so that's I haven't like, either. This is unfair. All right, we What's good. The, All right, we good. The, yeah. Yeah. All right. All right flip them. Dave, I have a blank board. <laughs> there's there's a reason they put that program on ice. Which we're part putting, is it that we need? Ethan, is it that we're putting Ethan, what does your say? I can't see nothing. It's a whole lot of nothing. nothing. Okay, <laughs> just making sure. I was like, "There's a large glare, and I can't yeah, see anything." I can't tell. Trent, you got the point. Congratulations. Putting a team together. We're putting a team together. That was that beyond the exact line. Nice yeah, that was job. the exact line. Oh, nice. Good job, wow, Trent. Wow, well done. Well, told you, man. I feel like one. we could have had more context phase, for that question. Phase, phase one. But Trent didn't need it. Hey, I told you I'd give you the multiple choice. No, 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 no. I came up with the stupid rules for this thing. Let's see how it goes. Go ahead. You did. You did. <laughs> you have to abide now. Yeah. Sort of hey, did we say the answer like out loud for the listeners? I don't know if we did. Yeah. I said, okay. uh, I, read, I read I read what you said. Okay. Sorry. I missed. Go ahead. And uh, yeah. So question number three. Let me go back here and make sure I'm on question number three because they don't have these numbered. Uh, this is from Iron Man 2. I'm what, sensing a trend there. Already they're right in order. <laughs> they're in like, order. I, got, I got this. Easy. <laughs> got it. Iron Man 2. What fake name does Natasha use when she first meets Tony? Ooh, hold on. Ooh, I know that one. I know part of it. We're about to see. We're about to see. I'm guessing I'm part of it. Oh yeah, I know the. I know one half of it. You have six seconds. All right, I'm good. I'm not starting out hot. I'm a little worried. I, sh- I don't even know Derek, if I should put that host- board down. Derek, you put that board down right now. I got it. Can I got I it. I host it. a podcast. I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ready to flip? Yeah. yeah. All right, flip them. Rushman, Natalie Rushman. Damn it! Oh, I knew Natalie the- Rushman. <laughs> I knew I had the last name wrong. Oh man, Rushman. I knew, was- I knew it was an R. I knew it started with an R though. That's good. Well done, Derek. Is that a is that a phone light I see in your glasses? There, are you googling as we? <laughs> you know for a fact my phone is over here and turned off. <laughs> We're about to Got find Natalie Rushman. I'm just Rushman, gonna randomly Natalie call Rushman. you in a second. Well, I mean, it's on, but it's not. 
powered you up. Guys, you guys ready for the next question? Let's go. Yeah. Question four. In Thor, what does Thor want another of when he's in the diner? Nothing. What'd you say? Just take a generic guess. Do you want another of? This is good. I like it. Another. Five seconds. I'm good, I think. All right. All right. Are we guys... uh, Hands down. Are you guys ready to flip? All right. Flip for me. Coffee. Damn Damn it. it. I said pancakes. Pancakes. Damn it. It it was coffee. coffee. Oh. Damn it. Bad start. Derek, seriously, stop cheating. This bad start. Yeah, this is. Hey, I got one. I've gotten one wrong. I didn't. I'm. Why are you yelling? Why are you yelling at me? <laughs> Why are you being so intense? <laughs> Why are you yelling if you're not cheating? All right. <laughs> Question five, Ian. Captain America, the first Avenger. Where does Peggy tell Steve she wants to meet him for a dance before oh, he plunges into the ice? Oh man! Gosh, that one's a good question. That's a deep cut. That's a deep cut. Like, are we, we're looking for proper nouns, I'm assuming, right? Uh, yeah, even if you're in the ballpark, I'm not giving it to you. No, I'm just kidding. So you have five seconds. If this one's too I, tough... I, I, I say multiple, multiple choice on this one. Multiple choice? Yeah, I'll give you give, multiple Trent, choice. you want give multiple choice? I mean, yeah, I guess. I feel like we'll <laughs> definitely get guy, it with Trent. a multiple choice. Well, maybe. <laughs> so, multiple choice. I'm, I'm going to give it, you... You've got four options, okay? Number one, the Cotton Club. Number two, the Copacabana. <laughs> Copa, Copacabana. Number three, the Stork Club. And number four, El Morocco. What was three? Uh, the Stork Club. The Stork? Like stork. a stork with a K. I think it's with a K. No, it was the Spork Club. I stand corrected. It was a Taco Bell Spork. spork. It, is not, it, it is not any easier. I stand corrected. All right, I have no, my I answer. All right, we ready, Trent? Ready to flip? Sure. C, right. Stork Club. Damn it, I even asked about it. And I Stork Club, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> First of all, you put the number two. I don't fucking remember what two was. <laughs> <laughs> that was the Copacabana. Oh. I don't know. That's a, that's a rough guess. That sounds like that a... You were really panicking. Like, ah, ah, ah. Oh, that was like a roaring too. 20s or roaring 40s. Yeah, man. Like, Copacabana is a Barry Manilow song. Yes, it's the it's Copa. Is Copa it about Cabana. a place? I don't know. It is Copa, about a place. Copa Cabana is what, where they uh, go in Goodfellas, by the way. Yeah, that's true. See, that's probably where my mind. It went. is about a place. Some it sort is about of a place. establishment. Okay, I'm well. I'm so far, right you're doing. All right. Come back. All right, number, number six. Question six. All right. In the first Avengers movie, Natasha remarks to Clint that the Battle of New York is a lot like what? God, I know this one. The now, biggest. If, if if it makes you if it, if it helps you it's it's obviously it reminds them of a of a a place right they're oh, totally shit like, come on come on Trent you got this not in fifteen seconds I don't but you don't have to write That's their the time in you could just write the place I can't think of it I know it but I can't think of it why are Trent, you texting Trent why are you texting me asking me to give you the answer That's not <laughs> shut, shut up shut up. Oh, it says here, don't say this out loud. I'm so sorry, oh, sorry. buddy. Oh, Shouldn't so have put sorry. that last in the All right. So sorry. All right, we good? Pin down, Trent. Time's up. All right, flip them. Budapest. Budapest. There is, Trent, what do you got there? It is Nothing. Budapest. 
It is Budapest. So I knew it was a B, and I almost wrote like Bing Bing guy. <laughs> Bing guy. Right. Start. So Reminds me of our time in Bing Gay. <laughs> I don't even know if Bing Guy is a place, but that's what that's what came to your mind. It's all right. Number seven. All right, seven. Iron Man three. What is the name of the little boy? Oh my god. Tony befriends while stranded. Ooh, I should know that. First and last are just first and last just first first name. Just just first. First and last. I'm gonna put his last name anyway. I want his middle name as well. (laughs) Bonus points for middle name. Mm. I'll even put the actor's name. Just throwing down wow. Iron Man 3 really is a favorite. It's, Iron Man. it's my favorite Iron Man movie. That's ridiculous. Get out of here. He's okay, flip, let's flip them. <laughs> All right, you ready? Harley Keener. Played by Tyron Simpkins. It is Harley. Max. <laughs> Max. I love the Max. Good job. Every little boy in every movie ever I thought was named Max. You've just got a really movie. good point, actually. That's true. That's true. Trent watched the goofy movie. My bad. <laughs> All right, number eight, Ian. All right. In Thor The Dark World, where do Sif and Volstag hide the reality stone at the end of the movie? Uh, are you looking for the, the like the official proper name of it? Not necessarily. Um, Will you take a description? <laughs> yeah, if you think that would if you think that would be if you're going with what I think you're going with, I think it should be accepted. Okay, we'll see. I'll we'll see how it goes. We'll see what happens. All right, we good? Yeah. All right, flip them around. Nowhere, the collector's collection. Yeah. So okay, yeah. You. The, you also... the answer is they. The answer is they give it to the collector, so I'll accept all those. Perfect. Excellent. Oh, the collector's collection. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's technically idea. it is in his collection. Um, yeah, no, so I didn't yes. know which way they were going to go. If they wanted the actual place or. That's why it's kind of hard without multiple yeah. choice because I I can see all the choices. So. Sure, sure. Well, don't you just have the power there? All right, Trebek. number nine. <laughs> Suck it, Trebek. I'll, I'll van it as well Trebek. if you want me to. <laughs> all right, number nine. All right, in Captain America: The Winter Soldier, what does the Winter Soldier say after Steve recognizes him for the first time? Ooh, you're make me curse on this show. Do it. Mm. I have a couple answers, but I'm going with my gut. I don't know if I trust your guts tonight. Uh, didn't you have Taco Bell earlier? <laughs> all right, everybody, good. Yeah. I know we're probably all right. All right, flip them over. Flip them. I got nothing. <sighs> who the hell's I Bucky? Think. I was close. Technically, Trent, it's who the hell is Bucky? But I'll give you the point. Oh, thanks. Nice You're job. gonna give him the point. You might as well give Ethan the point. If you're gonna give if you're giving out points for wrong answers, this magic. How was it a wrong here. answer? He just didn't put hell. I know. I'm giving hey, it. I had the verbatim quote right earlier, so that's true. That's true. That's true. All right, we're on number ten. In the Guardians of the Galaxy, what? I think yes. you guys should go multiple choice on this. Guardians of the Galaxy, what were the three items Rocket claims he needs in order to escape the prison? Uh, excuse you? I don't think we... I don't okay. think we need... Okay. Do you need the multiple choice? I'm sorry. Either? I'm Brutal. sorry. I, yeah, yeah, I probably brutal. do, <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I'll take it. I'll take it, but I'm writing it down before before you say it. All right. Good for you. <laughs> While you're doing that, I'm not going to give you any extra points. 
because I want that's bragging rights. Leave me alone. Go ahead. I, Read you, them out. Could, you could easily say that that's what you had written the whole time. So mm. here's my pen. Okay. There. Sure. On good faith. Say I'm a liar. Now, Trent, please, wow. for the love of God, don't write a number down because I'm not going to remember the order. <laughs> I'm just reading this because I'm not reading it like left or right. All right. So ch- choice number one, a security, a security card, a fork, and an ankle monitor. Choice number two, a knife, cable wires, and Peter's mixtape. Choice number three, a pair of binoculars, a detonator, and a prosthetic leg. Choice number four, a security band, a battery, and a prosthetic leg. And I will now start the timer. I'm trying to give you a little bit of extra time. I'm good, personally. Everybody yeah, good? I'm good, too. All right. Okay. Let's see. Right. Choice number four. Yeah. I also wrote choice number four. I just forgot what the first thing was. No, you're fine. <laughs> battery, leg, band. The yeah. Security yeah. armband, Cortex battery. Points, uh, points, points for everybody. Woohoo. Woo! <laughs> nice. All right. Number 11. In Avengers Age of Ultron, what word does Tony utter that makes Steve say, language <laughs> oh man that's a good question that's a fun one i mean there's only so many words to choose from right and <laughs> you've got a small small pool here five seconds guess i'll give it my shot here All right, roll. Are we good? Go for yeah. it. The answer was shit. Yeah. Shit was the answer. Gaining some ground. Trent minus two points for not knowing that. Gaining some ground. Yeah, for the <laughs> since since we didn't yell it out, Ethan and I got that right. Woo. All right, we on question twelve. Right. Give me twelve. In Ant Man, what animal? Does Darren Cross unsuccessfully shrink? Oh, this is so sad. It was sad. Great actor to play Darren Cross, though, by the way. Like, yeah, he was great. Premium. I- I'd say if we're bringing anybody back in the MCU, bring back Yellow Jacket. I would love to see Yellow Jacket go- back. I could go for that. Pretty sure he got crushed into nothingness at the end of that movie, but they can bring him back. <laughs> yeah. It's the fake hey, death the universe. They can do whatever. They want. You, 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 yeah. know how, you know how I feel about it. Yellow jacket, green jacket. Who gives a shit? <laughs> All right. What do you guys got? <laughs> All right. A lamb. A lamb. The answer they have is sheep. Wow. Oh. Wah, wah. No points for you. Nice. I'm counting that. I for mean, all of us i mean right i'd count that i would count that lamb <laughs> sheep hey you're I the mean, boss I mean, you, you're the boss man point for everybody get get your points in lamb sheep i need all the points i can get it's been terrible you took your minus five for that horrible answer before though didn't you Trent? <laughs> yes i did all right in captain america's civil war who isn't is not on iron man's team would you like the multiple choice? Yeah, this no. is probably going to be one we need on the multiple choice. Yeah, okay. I'll take it. Because of, uh, because of the way that... Uh, wait well, a it's because of the way this question's worded. I have a feeling... I like can just give you like someone that's person. on Cap's team. 
Is that what you're see, saying? That's, but see, that's, that's the problem. But see, and that's the problem. I want to write like, an answer before you do that, personally. I want bonus points. <laughs> You well, I mean, I think Galactus. I think that, that there's. A, I, I think that the way the question's worded, there's going to be one answer yeah. on the multiple yes. choice. That's so it's like which one is not on Iron Man's which team? Which one out of these four? Because it's too easy. It's, Name them all. It's, it's definitely it's definitely somebody <laughs> from one of the teams. Obviously, it's not somebody that wasn't. In I'm writing them all down. Write them all down, <laughs> Trent. But I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the multiple choice. Yeah, I'm waiting this one out. All right, multiple choice. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> You really, you really. He's gonna write them all down. And this is who. This is who wasn't on Iron Man's team. Yeah. Who wasn't on Iron Man's team? And boy, if you, are you really writing all of them? I hope you don't get a single freaking one right. <laughs> who wasn't on Iron Man's team? Oh, yes. Yeah. This in the bag. <laughs> I mean, I can all yell right. them all out just in the context of the question. Go ahead, Ian. Give me the choices. All right. All right. I'm going to give you multiple choice. Trent, don't you move that fucking boy. <laughs> number one, Vision. Number two, Hawkeye. Number three, Black Panther. Number four, Black Widow. It's funny that the one that, oh! I, didn't write, the one that I didn't write down. Oh! The one you didn't write down. What are you doing? Oh, how are you doing? Oh, sir. What are you doing? Take a point away from him. Oh my god! I really All right, take a point away from that. You were so cocky. All right, and I said I think it'd be so funny if you didn't. I still <laughs> knew the answer. I wrote Black Panther. Damn it, Hawkeye. Oh, that's I even put a bonus. See, later on, Hawkeye. Black Widow. Do you, see, Hawkeye. So do you see how did... much I hate Hawkeye? I know. I, I was going to say him. Ethan wouldn't even Trent, write him down. Who did you go back write and write? Name. Who did you go back and write? Hawkeye. <laughs> I okay. That he wasn't that he was also on there. That's the one answer I needed was the one you didn't put on the board. He's forgettable. I'm with you. So you did need the multiple choice, is what you're saying. Well, I Uh, guess if I had to give a specific one, yes, but I did know that you did have to give a specific one. I told you there were only four answers. All right, you two. Stop your baker and number 14. Hey, look at me. I'm the captain of this show. (laughs) Doctor Strange. What type of doctor is Stephen Strange? I don't know the exact name of this type, but I'm just going to. Well, then you've already lost. I'm going to dumb it down. Uh, if you give me a short version of it, that's I'll, I'll accept it. I think this is right. right. I try. Try I'm my good. hand. I'm good. Ready? Flip them. Mm-hmm. I flip them. Neurosurgeon. The answer is neurosurgeon. Yeah, I wrote so, brain. Brain. It's the same brain. Thing. Yeah, you can, you can have the point. Thank goodness. Nice. 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 In Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, finish this line. I'm blank, y'all. I'm just going to go ahead and skip this, go to the next one. Yeah, that's easy. (laughs) We all get points. Yeah, you guys all get a point for that. Just say it out. We don't have to write it down. Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins. Everybody knows Mary Poppins. Everybody knows that. Mary Poppins. This is supposed to be a hard one. I know. In Spider-Man Homecoming, this is a good one. Uh, who in Spider-Man Homecoming? Who does Stan Lee appear as? Now I can give you a multiple choice on this since he's been in so many. He doesn't have a in, name, correct? He's not a named character. Right, right, okay. right, right. He's he's a, he's a man. He is one man. Spider-Man Homecoming. That's the one where he comes home, Trent. 
Hmm. <laughs> That's not the oh, one where geez. he goes away. See, I don't, I, I don't know that one. I'm like playing that movie and fast I'll, forward in my head. I, I know quick. who it is, but I don't know. I know what he is. I, I'll tell you what. We can go I'm multiple gonna, choice. I'm going to be... make an executive decision here. I'm going to go multiple choice. Do okay. it. A guy who Spider-Man helps cross the street. A guy oh, who works guy. at a car. Uh, I'm sorry, at a hot dog cart. A neighbor who is disturbed by a car alarm or Peter's upstairs neighbor. Mm. They both had the keyword I was wanting to write. <laughs> a guy. <laughs> I left. I left what I wrote down to begin with, but I added in the multiple choice answer. Yeah, All five right, good? seconds unless you guys well, are upstairs already. or disturbed by a car alarm. Those are the two. Oh, God damn it. Okay, just go. All right. You sure. Yeah. Right. The car alarm. I wrote car alarm. Car alarm. Yeah. Yeah. Car alarm. yeah. When it when we didn't go multiple choice, I just said man and window because that's the Marjorie. How are you? How's your mother? Yeah. <laughs> Don't make me come down there. You. The fuck. hot dog cart was uh, X Men. Yep. Fun mm. fact. And then I guess technically the crossing the street one could have been the Daredevil. Spider-Man. Oh, Daredevil? That's yeah, because Daredevil, when he's a kid, stops him. Wow, random random knowledge in the back of my I head. Like, I like that. Number 17. All right, Thor Ragnarok, what is Valkyrie's scrapper number? Oh, oh God, I just watched Ragnarok. I'm not even going to write an answer for that. I have no idea. I think I have an answer. I think I have the right answer. I do not want the multiple choice. I don't either. I want to. I want to see if suck. we get it. We all suck. Okay. Okay. I'll accept that. All right. Train. I'm ready. I'm ready. You good? All right. Flip them. Two four six. It's actually one forty two. I wrote six four two. Oh, oh that's so close. One four two. You guys are. Close. We all had. We all had at least we a couple of the, the numbers. <laughs> I don't know what six came from. I don't know. I, I wrote completely randomness. All right. Number 18. In Black Panther, what do Killmonger what does Killmonger steal from the Museum of Great Britain? Hmm. I'm sorry. What do Killmonger and Claw steal from the Museum of Great Britain? Same scene. You knew what I was talking about. Oh my gosh. What kind of, what is it? Uh, I'm up for multiple choice if others I know. agree. Yeah, I, I know. One boy for multiple choice. Yeah, I'll go multiple choice because I can't remember if it's one thing or the other. Okay. Go for it. Okay. So I'm going to give you Trent, you cocky some bit. Okay. I know. I have two answers. I'm hoping there's yeah, one of them. Go ahead. Choice number one is just vibranium. Choice number two is a map of Wakanda. Choice number three is vibranium and a mask. And choice number four is a map of Wakanda and vibranium. Okay, cool. So I was right. I'm I'm glad that we went to the one of my multiple choice. Right. <laughs> Okie dokie. I guess you. All right, you good, Trent? <laughs> Almost. Look at him go. All right, ready? Flip them when you're ready. Vibranium and the mask. Yep, that's what I. I just Rizzle, that is the right answer, now. but Trent, is your saying vibrator mask? Vibrator and an after vibrant. It was a very vibrant mask. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I was trying to remember if it was like a spearhead or a or a dagger. I, it was I a forgot all about the mask. mask. Oh, I knew it was a mask, baby. I forgot all about the mask. I'm glad. Well, to... Sadly, when I when I read that, I I remember the mask. I forgot the vibranium. Yeah. yeah, should have known that claw. That's all he wants. Yep. All right, number nineteen. In Avengers: Infinity War, what 
What elective class did Thor take on Asgard? <laughs> good one. That's a good question. That's a fun one. Oh, I just go ahead. I'm not right. gonna get it. <laughs> All right, ready? Sure? Okay. You sure? Yeah, okay. I mean, like I, I know how to write it. I know. Can I? Okay, give me a sec. Yeah, just write it. You know what it is. Just write it. I didn't know if there was like an official name for it or anything. There probably is, but I'm gonna. I made I'm going one up. That. All right, let's go. All right, group. How to speak yeah. group? It's, it's group. It's group. Nice. Okay. Good. I was right. Uh, the answer is learning to speak group. That was what they put on here. So you guys are all right. Nice. Awesome. Nice. All right. It, We're at number it, 20, right? I, it's not It's not numbered. <clears throat> Ant, okay. Ant-Man and the Wasp. Scott hid an old Ant-Man suit underneath the trophy. What did the trophy say? Hmm. I could do grammar. I think. I remember the I sentiment, but I can't remember the wording of it. That's hard. That is a hard one. Get it close. Just, just right. if you get it close, I'll give it to you. All right, everybody good? All right, flip mm. them. World's best dad? Yeah. World's best grandma. It was the grandma. Oh. It was a it was world's job, greatest grandma. That's Dang. right. Good job, Trent. Nice Way to remember, job, man. Trent. Well done. Way Howard. to go. I could. I knew it wasn't dad, but I couldn't remember if it was grandma or not. I took a good stab. job. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. All right. You right there, Ian? Did the spider come it's back? Like there was a werewolf <laughs> howling outside of my window. <laughs> All right. All right. Sorry. Let me get back to what question I was on that was distracted by the lichen outside. <laughs> Captain Marvel, what is Carol's nickname from Monica? Wait, say that again. In Captain Marvel, what is Carol's nickname for Monica? For Monica. For Monica or from Monica? For Monica. I have no idea. I'll take I'll take a multiple choice. I would definitely I'm take gonna give you multiple choice. choice. I get Trent, for having Trent's, it. Trent, Trent's cocky here. We all have he to has been, and every time he said the race, no, I, I, I think I got this one. I, I want a bonus point. <laughs> I'll tell I'm you what, kidding. go ahead. I'll give you a bonus point if you don't move. only because there's not going to be many chances to catch Derek. Okay, but, but, if, but if you don't, if you don't move your board at all, I'll give you a point. I'll give you, I'll give you a bonus point. Let me think for a second. <laughs> I was going to say, if it's right. right. yeah, I'll in. take 10 points. Locked in, locked in. Right. It. And Captain Marvel. What is, you know the question? Is it <laughs> Sergeant Danger, General Mo, Lieutenant Trouble, or Commander Monica? Are you regretting this yet, Trent? Slightly. You'll know <laughs> why, but I have no idea. That did not help me in the slightest. All right, I got mine. I got mine too. All right, let's, All right, let's here we go. flip them, fellas. Lieutenant Trouble. Lieutenant it, is, it is Lieutenant Trouble. You know what, Trent? Captain Lieutenant, you were roll dogging it. All right, I'll give you the, I'll give you the two. I'll give you two. 
Good to you go. gotta give him two go. on that, huh? I'm gonna I'll give him two. one since I didn't get the lieutenant right, but I knew it was trouble. Took it a point. Well done. Well played. Because swore it was captain. My bad. All right, what number are you on? Twenty-three. Uh, sure. In Avengers Endgame, what is Natasha's final line before she sacrifices herself on Vormir? Oh. Hmm. I have a guess. I don't on Vormir? Oh. On Vormir, or when they leave? When it's literally when she sacrifices herself. Oh, it's I got it. Literally when when she's literally and literally. All right, I got it. Yeah, I got a guess. I don't remember. I remember right. when they leave the compound. Uh, go ahead and flip. Uh, it's okay. It's okay was the last thing she said. Damn it. Let wow, me go. Let me dark. go. And then she says it's okay. Damn now it. I, oh. now I, I know you're cheating. Wavelength. No, Screw you, Derek. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. I thought I had that one. I'm sorry. That was a shot in the dark. I couldn't remember if it was let me go or it's okay. I took it. I took a shot. That was good. I All just right. want to say, for the record, when I took this quiz, um, I chose Let Me Go. Yeah, it's tough. It is tough. I was like, oh, she says it's okay, Let Me Go. And then I was like, oh, wait, I'm an idiot. Never mind. <laughs> Spider-Man, Far From Home. What necklace does Peter buy for MJ? That's a good question. Thank you. No I didn't create this quiz. but thank I wasn't you. saying you, you did. Know? That's an easy question because that movie is underrated. And I it love is. It's an easy question, but it's if you if you have not seen it or if you haven't yeah, seen it true. multiple times, you, you could miss it. It's unique. I don't know it. And watch I, me. Watch me get this one I wrong. I was say I want specifics now. Watch me get this one wrong. Now, do you want it? The how specific? Because there's. I I want what the he type. gives her. What yes. he gives her. I want specific. I don't want you to just put like the item. I want specific what that item is. Oh boy, thinking I might have got it wrong, but I can't go back on my word now. All right, everybody good? Yeah. All right. I have no idea. A broken black black dahlia necklace. Yeah. It is a black dahlia necklace. I'll give you an uh, Ethan. The that's point. why I was. That's why I was wondering because what he actually gives her is the broken necklace because it breaks. Yeah, that's true. Everything. What did you have? Did you just have black? Dahlia I just had black dahlia. Okay, you didn't have to put broken. I just meant like don't just put necklace. Gotcha. Oh, sure, sure. Gotcha, gotcha. Cool. All right, so what we just down to Wandavision and talking yep. to Winter Soldier right. now. Two to go. These are the two, two bonus questions. Let's gun it. So in Wandavision, what is the first line of Agatha all alone? <laughs> uh the core like you mean the very first line, chorus or verse? Uh I want to say do... cor- it's chorus. Okay. Can we do multiple choice, or are you guys good on that? Let's do. Uh, if you want to do multiple, multiple choice, choice, fine. I'm fine. Do mind multiple choice. It's up to you. Yeah, Your choices ahead. are: Who's been pulling every evil string? It's been Agatha all along. Who's been messing up everything, or who's been controlling this whole thing? Taking a guess. All righty. I don't have the timer on. I'm just going to let Sounds you guys start. All right. All right. Ready? Let's go. Who's been messing up everything? Yeah. 
Or is it Agatha? It is, all who's, it's no, no. Okay, it's cool. who's been messing up everything? Who's been Ooh, messing nice. up everything? If that answer is true. Been You've been messing oh, up everything oh, tonight. Oh. What's wrong with you? I'm doing horrible. Who's been pulling every single string? That is an actual line from it. It's just the second part of it. The who's been pulling every single string or every me. evil string? I mean, you tricked me. All right. Last so one. This one. This one is kind of tough. This is the last question for all the marbles. This is for all the marvels. <laughs> anyway, the Falcon Winter Soldier. How many dog tags is Bucky seen wearing throughout the show? Damn. I'll take like individual tags or or. Well, it just that's says how many. Not like how many times throughout each episode, but no, no, no. I got you. Um, okay, I got, I got an answer. Yeah, I give this a shot. All, All right. right, ready? Let's do it. Two. The answer is two. The answer Damn is two. it! I wrote three. What the hell? <laughs> I, I couldn't remember. I just remember the fact that he had them. Was well, it his and Steve's? Wasn't that the idea? Yeah. Oh, All man. done. I sucked, but that was fun. That was I good. What's, what's the score there, Ian? What did everybody get? I had 15, so I did horrible. 15. I also had 15. I had hey, two. We'll share last place. Wow, you 22? should take over my podcast. Well, no, 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 no. I docked Derek 10 points for cheating, so... Oh, yeah, nonsense. I agree. Out of here. Nonsense. I started off so strong and then it just Congratulations went. to Derek. Thank you, Ethan and Trent, for playing along. You guys did great. You guys probably did better than blast. I would have done. They were they were kind of tough at times. The Mary Poppins one had no business being in there. Yeah, that's no. true. This, that was amateur hour. Yeah. All right. Well, everybody, we're gonna uh forgot we were recording a podcast there. We were just having fun. <laughs> just just <laughs> four guys talking. Well, we're going to uh, we're going to wrap up this extra long episode that we have here. Sorry, Ethan, this is a lot longer than fifteen minutes. Yeah, my uh, estimate was way off. It I happens, really appreciate you, know, you. I really appreciate you sticking with us this entire time. This has been a blast. Uh, for anybody that wants to check you out, you want to plug what uh, where they can find you. Yeah, definitely. I'm available on any podcast platform. Uh, fifteen minutes of Marvel, Apple, Spotify, the whole gamut. Uh, fifteen minutes of Marvel.com. I've got some merch out there and Patreon.com/slash fifteen minutes of Marvel. I do a special patreon uh extended episode every single month you get a- get access to discount merch you can choose some of my episode topics it's a good time uh so yeah find me on all of those platforms and twitter at 15 minute marvel super active on there awesome go and follow everything that ethan's doing check out his patreon there'll be links to all of that in the show notes here and uh, if you're not following us please consider doing that we're on facebook twitter and instagram shoot us an email at paperweightdnt at yahoo.com and uh We will see you next time for Trent and Ian and for Ethan and 15 minutes of Marvel. I've been Derek and this has been the paperweight entertainment podcast. See you next time. Yay.